there. Welcome to Bros Watch PLL2. I'm Benjamin Light. And I am Marco Sparks. And today we're talking about S5E21. Bloody hell. <laughs> we are in the home stretch. This is the fifth to last episode of the season. We, uh, <laughs> we were just sitting here before we hit record talking about how much we miss Ren. And we continue to miss Ren. It's just a, kind of a likable scoundrel. I had pitched uh, if, if Ren, if Julian Morris instead gotten the uh, Orlando Bloom role in Pirates of the Caribbean, and what would that look like? That would be a much different movie. <laughs> I would like to but a better one, movie. I think. Yeah. 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 So this episode, uh, written by Maya Goldsmith, wonderfully, and uh, directed by Arlene Sanford, who they need to fix her credit on IMDb about it. She's written several or directed several episodes. Um, did an episode of Ravenswood, a couple of movies, you know, White Collar, Desperate Housewives. It's a, it's a good episode. Um, yeah, I liked this episode. Uh, apparently some people didn't, but so, this episode really builds up to a lot of stuff. But, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, all I want to say about the, the previously on package is as we were watching it, we were reminded how much we missed uh, <clears throat> Cyrus and his like. Neil deGrasse Tyson, like, ooh, we got a badass here, jazz hands. I wish they had thrown that in the clip. Yeah, just to let us remember. It would have really been fitting for this episode. Especially with what goes on to Cyrus in this episode. Uh, So we open up. We're in, like, a a meeting room uh, at the Women's Correctional Facility. It's basically the police interrogation room dressed up. Emily, Ari, and Spencer are nervously awaiting for Allison's arrival. Aria. We got to talk about this outfit. She is now dressed like the princess of the Swedish murder ballerina dynasty. Arya has what appears to be some sort of like black, like short jumper on or something. I don't know. It's some little like black blouse and like shorts thing. Yeah. But then like over this, like kind of like weird, like, you know, black bathing suit or whatever she has on, (laughs) she has on just like this, like sheer white skirt that's being held up by like reverse suspenders. Mm -hmm. It is so strange. It's, it's so Arya. It's so Arya. Uh, I mean, she looks like some sort of like like Pennsylvania Dutch from the future person or something. Um, if you're a fan of Arya's truly insane fashion, this is not only your episode. This mm-hmm. is Mandy Lyons' like crazy sartorial triathlon. Oh, yeah. Arya packs so much crazy fashion into one episode. And then also, meanwhile, you just got Spencer over there like Hogwarts on ice. Yeah, yeah, she looks like a Hogwarts student on a bender. Um, she has I, her weird, like, like roller skate looking, uh, like boots on, or I don't even, you know, yeah, weird, yeah, like white, like ice skating boots there, which we've seen before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Emily looks like she put on a jacket over like a long, like nighty shirt or something. It's a just, weird look. All I wrote is just Emily looks nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Spencer looks like she's about to pull out a magic wand, but it's also like a flask. Um, Arya's pacing. She's nervous. She says to Emily, did you hear back from Hannah? And Emily's like, I don't know. They have our cell phones. And Arya's just like, oh, right. And Spencer, they cut to Spencer. Well, she, this amazing eye roll. Arya goes like cloudy there. Like she's she's more suspicious than ever in this episode. Uh, yeah. and it's such a fine line between like inscrutable and clueless. Mm-hmm. And she walks that line. Yeah, she's really been straddling it oddly for the past few episodes. Um, so then she she proclaims, this feels weird. And Spencer's <laughs> like, yeah, of course it feels weird. We're in a locked room with razor wire on the roof. 
But Arya means no. It feels weird that they're coming here with their tail between their legs. And Emily's well, like, like, somehow Arya's like running the show because Hannah's not around. So Spencer's just like, you know, she needs to take a take a break. Like, but Arya is just mm-hmm. all manic energy right oh, now. Oh yeah. Um, and I think they've learned, like, you know, the the mechanical bull. There's no point to really riding it. It's not going anywhere. Just let it let it run itself around. When Arya has decided to be part of the plot, you just let her. Yeah, you just let her. Um, so Emily's like, you don't think we owe her this? And Spencer's like, Arya, we formed a human blockade. Better known a li- as a liar's wall. It's impenetrable. Can't be stopped. You can't go around it. You can't go through it. Uh, Emily says that Allison is locked in this cell because of them. And Arya's like, no, she's locked in this cell because of karma. Well, you know, and because of us. Just in the last episode, Mona was like saying that A wants to see Allie locked up. Yeah. Now Ali's just like locked up, or Arya's saying she's locked up because of karma. Yeah. I don't know that that stuck out to me. Like I immediately thought of that Mona scene. There's a lot of instances in this episode where you could take it at the very exact face value of the surface, but it's like if you actually think about some of these things, it's like, oh wow, that leads to a really suspicious place for people we know and like. Mm-hmm. Um, Somebody's like, you know, no one is saying that she's a saint. And Spencer's like, or even a decent human being. And Ellie's like, she's on trial for a murder she didn't commit. I mean, Mona set her up and then was killed herself. And now Allie's going down for that. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. She's a good girl, she is. And Arya says, well, she's definitely a runner-up. A runner-up to Arya, she means. Because Arya's A. Really, also, Lucy Hale looks just radiantly lovely in this episode. <laughs> Hair up is a good look. Well, she just has this, like, pint-sized anger going on right now. Like, she's she's on fire. Well, I think when she puts her hair up, too, mm-hmm. it's like it de-ages her a few years. It even yeah, she looks like she's like she actually does look like a teenager just because she's so tiny anyway. Yeah. Um. So there's a buzz and then they look over and like through the glass, like a little antechamber. They see two guards escorting Allison in. Um. I really wanted this to be like the Avengers or Into Darkness, where like it takes 10 armed guards to escort Allison around. <laughs> they like wheel her in on like a Hannibal Lecter yeah. like, restraint thing. So. Well, that would, I would that would be perfect though. Like, uh, and all the guards cocked their shotguns. There was there was a thing in Doctor Who when he gets locked up, and there's like signs all around him. It's just like we're not worried about him getting out. Just don't talk to him. That's his weapon. Um, Allison gives them like quite the stare. She sees them. So later, we're in the same room where they're all sitting. Arya, Spencer, and Emily are on one side of the table facing Allison. Uh, yeah, they've, Arya, they've just filled her in on all the new shit. Yeah, we well, didn't have to watch them do that. In a way, they've formed yet another liar's wall. Our ancestors are quiet. Emily does the talking. And she's telling Allison about Mike, how he was scared to say anything. He thought Mona was still alive, didn't well, want like, to put her in danger. Spencer and Arya don't exactly look contrite here. Like, yeah. Spencer has, like, cold fury in her eyes. But, like, Emily's, like, you can tell Emily's, like, you know, feeling sad and, like, trying to, to show Allie that she cares, you know. Spencer plays the start of this scene like she should just be, like, smoking a cigarette and staring off in space half the time um so Allison's like so her plan was just to let me rot in here and Spencer's like well only until she found out who A was and then she was going to come back and Emily's like and you'd be released <laughs> Arya adds but now she she's not coming back yeah and Allie is sad and I don't know is she sad for herself is she maybe sad for Mona I don't well, know I think she like lowers her head as it sinks in that it's like this is like the ladder they're throwing her, and it's just leaving mm-hmm. her to be even more fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Or more fucked, sorry. Well, at least the liars are back on her side. And Emily says, you know, we're going to figure out a way to get you out of here. Um, man, Sasha McTurris is really killing it in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, 
doing it like i mean she's got like you know her hair looks like looks like you know dishwater like brown she's got no makeup on like they really make her look pretty haggard here yeah uh, and she she's definitely like feeling bad and she finally looks up she says where's hannah and the liars all kind of like looking nervously at each other like Arya and emily like they just like were like uh i don't know so spencer's gonna speak up she says she really wanted to be here but she had to spend the day with her mom Allie's just kind of processing, and the guard's like, uh, you're visiting an hour's over. Let's go, girls. And Allie's like, we'll be back soon, okay? So he has a file out, and then Allie's like, Arya. So Arya looks back, and the others are just leaving anyway. Arya looks over at the guard, and the guard doesn't do anything, so Arya just comes back over, and Allie says, you know I'm going to have to tell Matt Lowers about Mike, right? And Arya says, Allie, please don't do that. <laughs> and Allie says, this testimony might be the only thing that can save me. Uh, and of course, Ari's going to put Mike above Allie here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's looking around. She's like, can you just hold off, please? Just just let me find Cyrus. Maybe he can lead me to A. And Allie says, you've been looking for A for... And Ari's like, no, we've been trying to find A's henchman. We thought that A was in a jail cell. It's like, oh, because it, it's so much easier to find A rather than his henchman. Well, but she makes her point. But it's not the best option mm-hmm. for ingratiating oneself with the girl they landed in jail. Allie's like, so I'm fucked then. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but Ali, she kind of like she swallows her sadness here because uh, you can see like on the one hand, you know, Ali, like you can't, you can't be that mad that it all blew up in your face. But on the other, like you did lose all your friends and that that probably sucks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she finally kind of nods. She barely whispers. OK, and she says, I will. I'll wait. But I want you to know that I'm not trying to hurt him. I just might not have another choice. And Ari just kind of like stares at her blankly. Hmm. And then Arya smothers her with a pillow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after the credits, we're in the Rosen High like hallway today. We're by Hannah's locker. It's Hannah, school. Yeah, remember that? Hannah shuts her locker, and Spencer's like, "Where were you?" And Hannah's like, "I'm sorry, you guys. I chickened out. I couldn't go back there. Not after calling her a liar and a murderer to her face." Did you happen to notice that this scene started with uh, Hannah's face in the reflection of her mirror mm-hmm. in like the it. locker? Like they really go out of their way to get mirror shots. I I can't think it's I don't know I there's got to be something because they they do it so much I just got to think that there there's some subtle like hint. Well, it's a it's a metaphor that's used on a lot mm-hmm. of storytelling. Um, well, so that- by the way, uh, calling her a, a a liar and a murderer to her face, Hannah, you're standing across from two liars who are also murderers. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. Um. And one one of those liars who kind of is surprised that she hasn't murdered somebody yet. Well, in may have. We're, it's still unclear. Yeah, it's still unclear. Uh, I like how there's like a, a mini liar's wall against Hannah here. Uh, Hannah looks like an acid wash art project. She's wearing a jacket that looks like your old like VHS home movies whenever you would hit pause. Um, Spencer makes this kind of great duh face. She is a liar. <laughs> um, they start walking as a quartet. And Emily's like... And up until yesterday, we all thought that she was a murderer as well. And Hannah's like, well, you guys didn't make a personal appearance, cut her open, pour salt on the wound, and then exfoliate. Nice imagery. Sometimes Hannah is a magical unicorn, but she has promise as a murderous unicorn. Mm-hmm. And so Hannah kind of looks over to Spencer a little nervous, and she's like, was she upset? And Spencer says, I don't know. Your absence kind of took a second position to the bomb we had to drop about Mona. <laughs> and he says, after we left, Allie was still pretty much in a state of shock and spencer says which is apparently contagious what's going on she's looking at aria 
or it's like space now. Yeah. Um, also, they're wearing the same clothes that they wore to the uh, the jail. Mm. When did they go there? Like six in the morning or something? Yeah, I... Or I know, maybe it's like lunchtime and they just like skip the first half of school. If they did that, who covered for them? Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure Emily is just wearing like a long T-shirt right now. <laughs> with a jacket over she's it. like what i'm emily i can pull this off mm-hmm. um Ari tries to play it off says that she's fine spencer and emily see through that though and emily's like is this about your brother and Ari's like look we don't figure out who a is before ali's trial starts excuse me so just like she's going to feed mike to her defense team huh um emily's like well can they make him take the stand and spencer's like yeah he'll be a hostile witness which no. speaking of hostile witnesses Ari's like wait you guys it's not about him getting in trouble with the law once Mike becomes Ali's get out of jail free card, he also becomes A's number one target. And then we cut from Spencer, I roll, to Hannah, I roll, to Emily, I roll. <laughs> well, it's funny how as soon as uh, like the the legal question was brought up, Spencer was like engaged. Like she's like excited to report that yes, they'll just treat him as a hostile witness. Yeah, yeah. As their uh, surrogate for the law. Mm-hmm. Uh so Spencer's kitchen, speaking of which, it's daytime, uh presumably after school now. Veronica's there on the phone. And she says, no, you don't have to come to the house, Peter. I can handle it. Which Peter Hastings, he's clearly off in, like, Macau somewhere stealing, like, you know, artifacts from jewel thieves. Wait, seriously, where is he living? I guess the best option would be, like, Melissa's condo? I feel like he could have established his own bachelor's pad right now. Well, she's not using it. I mean, is he still at the club? The club. <laughs> the mysterious club. Uh, so just it's not the Bradbury. I guess that's where like the men go. They don't go to the Bradbury. They go to the club. But no, Veronica's. That's where Veronica had her breakdown one weekend with Alex. Was at the club, right? Yeah, but it sounded like Peter was like staying at the club or something. Well, I, I only know this because it was a was a part of Fletch the movie. But mm-hmm. I guess some of these clubs have like bungalows that their members can rent out or whatever. There you go. I assume it's entirely for adultery purposes. Um, well, anyways. it's it's funny that she mentions Peter. Like they're really, it's almost like they're just playing with us now by like constantly mentioning characters who are off screen. You know? yeah. It's like, oh, she's talking to Peter on the phone. We just don't see him. Yeah. So Justin Spencer comes in one of the three back doors in that. One well, is probably been eavesdropping for like the last minute. Yeah. Veronica tells Peter that Spencer just walked in, so she'll call later. She hangs up. I love that Spencer does that. The thing she always does where she freezes at first, mm-hmm. takes the temperature, assesses Walks the situation. Walks in very, ca- you know, like yeah. cautiously, kind of yeah. like looking over, worried. And she's uh, like, I thought you and dad weren't really talking. And Veronica says, we weren't. But when her daughter is making field trips to prison, I figure we- I owe him a jingle. Uh, she's got some real verb there, Veronica. Mm-hmm. And Spencer just like rolls her eyes like, ugh. Um, just imagine the other side of this show where it's like Peter and Veronica, like they're just breaking laws left and right to keep Spencer out of jail for like all the murders she's committing. Mm-hmm. And like, no matter how hard they try, their daughter is just so suspicious as fuck. She's constantly like getting herself into trouble. <laughs> they're like, like they think they have it all. Like, okay, Spencer's back on like the college track. I think we're cool. Oh shit. She just went to prison to talk to Allie. God damn it. Well, I think, I feel like that's like the OC version, you know, mm-hmm. they yeah. secretly want to make a show about the parents. Like, uh, at that point, at a certain point, you just do the man in the iron mask thing and you just lock Spencer away. So she's no longer a danger to you or, or the dynasty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So 
Uh, oh, Veronica says, this family has bent over backwards to keep you out of that place, and now you're voluntarily showing up there? Uh, it's like, seriously, Spencer, Melissa literally murdered someone to protect you. Uh, Spencer says, Mom, it's the first time I've even gone to visit Allison. And Veronica says, and your last. This series of poor choices ends today. Amen. L-O-L-O-L. Challenge accepted. Yeah. It's like, Veronica, Spencer is literally making a poor choice in her head right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's reigniting like a fireworks factory full of ideas and more poor choices. Mm-hmm. Veronica hands her a plane ticket and says, if you're going to skip school, it's going to be so you can get into a better one. She hands her a worldwide airlines ticket flying from Philadelphia to London Heathrow, leaving at 8.25 p.m. the night. And she's should like, have been oceanic. Yeah, should have been. Veronica's like, I spoke to Ren, and he managed to get you. And she's like, you called Ren? You hate Ren. And she's <laughs> like, well, I'm not holding out for Johnny Raymond's connections to pull through. Ugh. Well, just they're just they're torturing us now like i know julian morris probably isn't available but couldn't you just watch like a five minute scene of veronica having to call ren to talk about spencer yeah i i I need to see that scene yeah i would love it hi ren yeah it's veronica (laughs) look oh the the his attempts at being charming Mm -hmm. um but it's also the same note Veronica, don't even sully your speech with Egg's name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also, that guy's connections are going to pull through. I mean, so I really took that as just Spencer's on-the-fly bullshit lie to Toby last week. I'm wondering, does Egg have actual Oxford connections, or did Spencer just sell that same lie to Veronica? I mean, maybe Egg... Maybe look good. Maybe when Egg was like backpacking in Europe, he like crashed at a hostel and... like bought like molly off some guy he went to oxford but i don't think he has real connections there like that uh that glitterati interlude from rules of attraction mm-hmm. um well i just think it's it's suspicious that spencer reaches out to ren for oxford connections and then johnny fucking raymond shows oh up yeah his own oxford connections so veronica said that ren got spencer an interview with a very well-respected professor at oxford and spencer will be staying with ren and melissa in london veronica's yeah. like basically now get your ass to pack. Your plane leaves tonight. If I you, I'd start packing. You better. Your plane departs at 725. Boards at 625. No, 725. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Well, basically, M is... She's traveling into the future. Yeah. Basically, M is just giving uh, Bond her orders, and it's time for some jet setting. So we cut to the Ruin de Brew. Well, well I like, not- like Spencer's, like, incredulous, but, like, Peter and Veronica should have thought of this years ago. Like, just yeah. put her on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Although, it's kind of amazing she's not on the no-fly list. She Spencer may, scenes. you can't leave the country. She may very well be before the end of this season. Mm. Uh, so at the Ruindo Brew, we see Emily outside. She's busting a table as a couple nearby leaves. Emily tells them to have a nice day. They stone cold ignore her. Mm-hmm. They're like, fuck you. You're the worst waitress of all time. Um, then a very posh looking woman walks up to her. This is uh, Anne Marie Johnson. Is another actor who's been like a hundred different things. Uh, she has a kind of rare uh, honor that comes with certain editing i think to literally be strolling into the scene as her credit shows up <laughs> uh, yeah. so she calls up to emily introduces up hi i'm claire handelman claire handelman sounds fake uh, yeah they shake hands it's a, a very like firm single pump there on the shake and emily says hi and claire says i've had your picture staring up at me from my desk I, i'm the contestant coordinator of the glass slippery collective which holy shit that sounds more ominous than the nat club Emily's like the glass slipper collective like this is the organization in town that like has been torturing them and he's like you must be from the internet oh i'm the viceroy of sizzle around these parts <laughs> <laughs> uh emily's wearing a shirt that's just an american flag with an eagle on it 
Arya will turn those uh, that's basic page, engineering. I believe that's Paige's shirt. Could be wrong. Oh, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Um, Emily asks if everything's okay for application, and Claire says no, that she forgot a parent signature, so she hands this, like, folder to Emily. Emily says, sorry, she must have missed it. Her mom is visiting her dad at his base, which means Emily, Wayne is alive. Yeah, theoretically. Emily totally needs to be like, uh, could you turn around for, like, five seconds? Yeah. Okay, here you go. Signed by my mom. I think you just missed it when you looked before. Yeah. If you check again, I'm, I'm sure you'll see that it's there now. Uh, oh, look at that. There's apparently a $5 bill in there. Yeah. <laughs> Emily says, uh, can she fax her permission? Claire says, sure, no problem. And Emily pulls out like a little insert in this packet here. And she's like, what's this? And Claire says, oh, the events calendar. Meet and greet, pancake breakfast, orientation. Uh, each one of you is also assigned a fairy godmother to walk through you through it. It's our version of a den mother. We keep you girls busy. And Lee's like, I had no idea it was such a time commitment. Like, this bullshit's clearly going to interfere. I wonder and, who her fairy godmother would be. Yeah, I don't even know. Uh, Claire says, well, is, is that going to be a problem? And Emily's like, no, no, not at all. Um, my boss is out of town for the day. But when he gets back, I'll talk to him about swapping some shifts. Like, where the fuck is Ezra? Why is he always out of town now? Well, so like, even the SOs are out of town constantly. If I've just bought a coffee shop, having zero fucking experience mm-hmm. running a coffee shop, but it's a coffee shop almost entirely staffed by high school kids alone. I would not be one of whom is it. extremely unreliable. Yeah, I would not be like leaving it unintended as much as he does. I mean, shit. I can't believe it's still in business. <laughs> Maybe it's like a tax dodge or something. I really thought by the end of season five, Ezra would just be broke. Well, I'm broke, Arya. <laughs> so Claire says. You tell your boss that you're a very promising contestant. I only wish you had started sooner. You could have collected a couple glass slippers by now. So, you know, Claire smiles, Emily smiles, Claire leaves. Uh, She's such a Hufflepuff. Yeah, we cut back to the Hastings home where Veronica's led the liars into the kitchen living room area from the front door. (laughs) Uh, She says, this has to be a quick visit, girl. She's upstairs in her room. They say thanks. Arya pauses because something has occurred to her. Well, Arya pauses as though, like, her personalities are cycling through, you know? Yeah. Again, she looks particularly youthful and precocious. She turns back to where Veronica's working, and she's just like, Mrs. Hastings, can I ask you something? And Veronica's just like all eyebrows here. Veronica's like, oh shit, the crazy one wants to talk to me. Come back, yeah. Anna. <laughs> Arya's like, uh, a legal question. And Veronica's like, sure. Arya does this great, like, eye roll, like, around <laughs> the world. As yeah. She, as she gathers all of her info from the voices in her head. And she says, um, I don't really know where to start. It's kind of personal. And Veronica's like, um, Arya, I'm happy to talk to you, but I need you to understand something. You and I don't have attorney-client privilege. And Arya's she like, instantly assumes the worst here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Arya's like, what does that mean exactly? Which I don't feel like Arya's that stupid. I think she's playing Mrs. Hastings here. She knows what it means. She's just trying to get a cheap retainer. Because yeah. Veronica's like, simple answer, I may not be able to keep what you tell between just us, even if I want to. Hmm. And Ari kind of considers this, and then she pulls out her purse and digs through it and pulls out a single folded up $1 bill, <laughs> places it on the table and slides it right over to Veronica. And she says, uh, I, I know it's not your usual rate, but for the next hour, will you be my lawyer? And Veronica just like smirks at the dollar, but just like, okay, you know. Uh, Which I feel like Arya, like, people are like, God, Arya, you're so cheap. But, like, if she were to put, like, a 20 down, that would be insulting. If she puts a dollar down, it's like, oh, I'm cute, Arya, you know, like, look how how clueless I am to the world of lawyering. Won't you please help me out? 
Veronica takes it, but there's a pause there for like half a second. I thought she was going to throw Arya out of the house, but in context, <laughs> get the fuck out of my house, Montgomery. In context, even Magic Mike Montgomery pays two bucks for coffee. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I wanted Veronica to be like, for future reference, honey, my usual rate's ten grand an hour. <laughs> um, so the Ribbondo Brewer in the kitchen, like <laughs> so Arya digs in her purse again, pulls out another single dollar bill, and slides it across. Will that cover it then? Um, the Rivendell Brewer in the kitchen. Talia's like pulling out a cutting board. Emily comes marching in, calling out her name, and she's just like, "Talia, can I talk to you? I know Amanda's going to be helping you in the kitchen this week, but something's come up, and I was hoping that she could cover my shifts instead." Well, Talia seems pretty non-responsive. Also, don't worry, Emily. They don't actually rely on you being there when they make the schedule. Yeah, I, I can. They make it assuming either. you're not there, and then if you show up, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so Talia tells Emily that she didn't think that's going to be possible, and Emily immediately goes to, "Really?" This is how it's going to be. I mean, <laughs> I didn't say what I said to hurt you. I tell you this, like this hair flip around to like correct her, tells her it's not about that. Today's her last day. She's already told Ezra and she's quitting. And this is what happens off. when you're the backup SO on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Your storyline ends. You're out of there. Yeah. I mean, he's like, wow. Um, Spencer's kitchen. It's Veronica and Aria still. And Veronica's like. Veronica Hastings Esquire providing counsel to Aria Montgomery. <laughs> Veronica's like, was this person involved in the crime directly? And Arya's well, like, well, sorry, just like, so I have this friend. Yeah, yeah. Arya's <laughs> like, no, but he did have information that could really help the police. And again, I'm just saying, hair up, it's a great look for Lucy Hale. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, and he was aware of that. And Arya's like, yeah. <laughs> and he withheld it. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> Veronica right now is just trying to figure out who Arya is really talking about and how her daughter is involved in this. Exactly. I, I wanted to. The only thing that I would have added if I was in charge of this scene was to have Veronica just occasionally glance over at the stairs. <laughs> yeah, because Veronica says, well, without being familiar with any of the particulars, I'd say that if he impeded a police investigation knowingly, then yes, he'd definitely face charges. And Arya's like shocked. She's like, well, what kind of charges? Like jail time? It's like, come on. It's not like he got like caught with a shovel or anything here. And Veronica says, it depends on the nature of the crime. And Ari says, all right, well, what if it were serious and someone ended up getting killed? And Veronica just does this head tilt, like, like head tilt, like, she's like, oh, really? You know, Ari is like, how much trouble would he be in? And Veronica says, a lot. And she just like stares at Ari. He's just, like staring back blank face. Uh, this exchange is hilarious to me. Like well, Veronica's just like, are you fucking kidding me? God damn yeah. it. Well, Spencer, get down here. This exchange is hilarious because you actually know Veronica and you know how she's mm-hmm. dialed in and she's the curious mom. I mean, just imagine the fucking prison guard who had to listen to that conversation, <laughs> the end of that conversation between Allison and Arya. What I really wanted the the mom summit here where Veronica now calls Ashley, who mm-hmm. was the last of the other moms to be well, well and truly fucking terrified by a chat in the kitchen with the shusher. <laughs> um so after the commercial, we're in Spencer's bedroom. She's bringing clothes from the closet to her open suitcase on the bed. Emily and Ari are chilling by her on the bed. Hannah's following Spencer and she's, because Emily's now there. And Hannah's like, Spencer, you cannot leave now. We just found out that Allie is not A. We still don't know who is trying to turn us into a chain gang. And Spencer's like, what am I supposed to do, Hannah? And Hannah's like, miss your flight. And she says, please do not think that my mom won't be waiting in duty for you just to make sure I catch the next one. Uh, meanwhile, Arya is just like quietly looking guilty as she watches Spencer pack. And Emily's like, what does Toby say about this? And Spencer says, I don't know. I didn't tell Toby. The only way to get his attention these days is over a police scanner. Also, it's not like his opinion fucking matters. Yeah. Well, like, just, he, we don't, we don't require his uh, thoughts on this. 
We flash back to this time last season when Toby took himself a trip across the pond mm-hmm. for Spencer. Yeah, she can um, leave him a letter. Which he probably sunk all of his uh, settlement inheritance into. <laughs> that one um, trip. Yeah. Uh, well, so he have, used it to take a lot of photographs that he put in his uh, photography book. True. But he also, didn't he buy her some kind of jewelry, too? Yeah. I mean, it was just, I, that couldn't have cost that much. It wasn't like diamond encrusted or anything. He got her a little S Scrabble thing. That's right. So Emily's mm-hmm. like, can you postpone the interview? And Spencer's like, if you have a suggestion on what you think I should say to her, I'm all ears. And Hannah's like, why not tell the truth? And Arya looks like she's about to vomit fire. Arya's like, because it's only season five, Hannah. It's not even the finale. Calm your tits. Yeah. And Hannah's like, what? I think it's time you finally come clean and you ask for your mom's help. And Spencer's almost breathless, like, are you serious? Arya says, Hannah, we cannot do that. And Hannah's like, why not? And Emily says, maybe Hannah's right. What do we have to lose? And Harry's like, uh, my brother. She's super angry now. Well, she looks at Spencer like, back me the fuck up on this. She's like, Spencer, the Tulpas, what are they doing? They want the truth. That's no good. Yeah. Uh, Emily's like, Arya, Spencer's mom can help Mike. And Harry's like, no, she can't help. She can't help us find A. You guys, do we really want to rattle Ace Cage by telling now? We all know what happens when we do that. So the liars all look guilty. Way to keep the A game going, Arya. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I like that people really point out, though, that only on this show would Hannah suggest, let's just tell the truth, and everyone's like, the fuck you say. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it never works. I mean, come on. Yeah. How long so have you been to, watching this show, Hannah? Cut to the uh, prison laundry room. This is a fascinatingly shot scene. Um, Allison's, like, sitting at the filthiest table in prison, watching the revolutions of, like, the laundry spinning around in various machines. Well, this machines. is one of those things where it's like, does Sasha Petersa, does she just have a certain resting like smug bitch face mm-hmm. or is she like it's hard to tell like she, she kind of like leans her head back and it's almost like she's like grinning a little um and then she starts she looks down she's like at a table that's like covered in like laundry soap and she starts like with her finger scratching something into the soap you know like drawing something and she it's like she's grinning just slightly i don't know do you did you feel that or is that just me I I took it to be she's got that same kind of uh it's like mischievous pleased with herself mm-hmm. like James Dean quality but like somehow Allison in jail seems harder to me than James Dean ever did <laughs> like uh this this is a rebel with a cause and that's terrifying yeah we see her writing something like the uh, the muck and right as she like makes the cross beam and what is most likely an a a a guard comes in and he says dealer just come with me so she walks out but not before looking back and we see that in the muck she has written mona well the guard doesn't seem to have cared that she's just spelled this out yeah well it's we'll get back to it it's very very interestingly shot and i'm gonna go back to my a is for answers theory but uh in that same interrogation meeting room as we saw before well before we move on a couple things um do you remember there was a, when Arya spelled her name on the window? Mm-hmm. In Same the, way. Uh, um, w- the way she wrote her A was the way ra- A writes her A's. Uh, yeah. Allie writes the A and Mona the same way with like mm-hmm. the, the, the cross going off to one side. Yeah. So there you go. Your Allie is a theorist. Um, but like, why is she writing this? Is this a, like a message for someone? Is I she just she's... like doodling? I think she's just writing down the name of the girl who fucked her even harder. (laughs) 
uh, which, uh, I mean, she could be, but you know, there are other, other interpretations here as we'll see in a bit. It's not as whimsically romantic, but I would also, uh, with your latest, uh, Twitter contest there, I would also say that, that, that is a kind of ship all of its own. <laughs> oh yeah. The, the Alice and Amona. Oh, oh yeah. That's, that's like my, uh, my backup ship. That's like the glorious, like, hate fuck ship. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, in that same interrogation meeting room, we see Veronica's like pacing as she waits for Allison to show up. We see Allison being escorted into like the antechamber. She looks, you know, fairly surprised to see Veronica, which, but she's got a little of her swagger back now. Yeah. Um, like she's not going to let Veronica like see her too vulnerable, at least not at first. Well, I was reminded of when Veronica confronted Mona and Radley. And then I wanted to ask you. So the last real scene between Veronica and Allison was that flashback where Allison snuck back into the sleepover mm-hmm. late at night. Mm-hmm. The bloody face so that girls fight dirtier and boys, right? Yep. So she comes in, Allison comes to the regular room. They size each other up and Allison's like, Mrs. Hastings, what are you doing here? Uh, and Veronica wants to know why Spencer and the others are visiting Allison all of a sudden. P.S. I'm not a fucking moron. Yeah. Allison sits and she's like, shouldn't you ask your daughter that? Veronica says she won't give me a straight answer, so I figured I'd come and get it straight from the horse's mouth. Allison nods and she understands. Veronica sits and she's like, "I've heard that your own brother refuses to come here, so why would with these girls?" Uh, Allison like, says, "Because I'm uh, telling the truth." Yeah, because I'm telling the truth. I shouldn't be here, and now I know that, or and I know that now, which is interesting phrasing. They know that now. No, no, no. I went back and checked. She doesn't say they. She says I. Ooh. And I know that now. Not they. So, it, I mean, it's almost like she it, she's confirmed for herself that she doesn't belong here. Did she maybe think she had something to do with Mona? I don't know. Either that or she now not only knows that she's been framed, she knows who's behind the frame. Yeah, she knows the process. Uh, oh. and Veronica says, unfortunately, Allison, with the lies you've told... Even if your friends believe you, it's doubtful a jury will. And Ali says, that's why I want to take the stand. I want to tell my side of the story, but my lawyers won't let me. Uh, and Veronica says, you know, we should be doing the dialogue for this, actually. We should have been doing the Ari and Veronica one, too. Yeah. Do you have all that? Do you just want to start now? Yeah, we're halfway through. Okay. Veronica says, your lawyers are right. You could say the wrong thing and wind up incriminating yourself. And Ali says, but I can't just sit here quietly while someone gets up there and tries to make me look like a murderer. Veronica's like, Alice, Allison, you've told so many lies. People know that now, and not just in Rosewood. Your lawyers are going to have a hard time finding a juror willing to believe you. So, just imagine the potential, like, voir episode of PLO. Mm-hmm. But also, if I were Allison's legal dream team, I would totally petition to have the trial moved to Ravenswood, just for the, the LOLs and the fairness. Because, like, time runs backwards there, and, you know, half the jury would just well, like, get murdered by ghosts. I feel like you could you could call a talking raven to the stand as a character witness. <laughs> um, Allison's like, I want to tell my side, because for once, it's the truth. For once. like, Well, I don't know what to say. And Allison has those, like, deep, weary, probing eyes trained on Veronica's. And she's like, what would you say to Spencer? And it's Which kind of hits Veronica just, like, hard. slide the knife in. That's, yeah, that's how you get right of Veronica. Yeah. She's like, she was almost in this room. I know what people think about me. And I know it's hard to change someone's mind once it's made up. But I have to try. And Veronica's like, well, then you need a, you'll need a very good coach. And Veronica starts to get up. And Allison's like, she's just sensed. She's smelled the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Mrs. Hastings, will you do it? Will you be my coach? Well, she's very sincere. 
Yeah, uh, she's very it, sincere. It's fascinating because she seems so sincere, but you just never know with Allie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting though, like she didn't bring up Spencer as a threat there, which she could have done. It was, it was more of a plea for sympathy than like a kind of like a you know Spencer could be in here too. I could make that happen type of thing. You know, yeah, she's she's calling on like Veronica's like maternal impulses. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really wanted Veronica to be like, thought you'd never ask. Um, she's so like, outside, I don't have anything else to do. Yeah, and I'm. I'm, just, I'm she's like, I'm. I'm so fucking good of a lawyer, Allison. I can even get you off. She's like, honestly, Allison, being a criminal defense attorney in, in Rosewood, pretty much you and my daughter and her friends are all the cases that happen in this town. Yeah, yeah. Except for that jerk Garrett, but I mean, who gave a shit? Yeah. Uh, so outside Arya's house, it's night. She's walking up the lawn, like digging through her purse for her keys, and we hear from the shadows, "Did you forget about me?" Andrew glides out from behind those bushes. Behind the bush. Yeah, Ari's like, oh, shit. And she's like, oh, Andrew, shit, sorry. We had a study session together tonight, didn't we? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I totally spaced. Have you been waiting here long? And he's like, no, just long enough to start Anna Karenina and finish it. Bullshit. You didn't finish it. Also, where have you been, Arya? Yeah, it's later. It's later. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's nighttime. This is after Andrew finished like Infinite Jess and then Ulysses, mm-hmm. um, and Arya laughs and again looks breathtakingly beautiful. And, Ar- and Andrew's like, "Don't worry about it. The Cold War awaits. Shall we get started?" And he tries to like lead her to the house, and she's like, "Andrew, <coughs> wow, she coughs." She says, "Andrew, <laughs> I feel terrible about flaking, but um, can we just hold off on the study sessions for a while? Maybe, <gasps> maybe take it down a fucking notch, Andrew." And Andrew says, "Okay." But if you're going to blow off studying, how about squeezing in a movie? And it's like, and there we go. Mm-hmm. As if we didn't know what he was up to already. He says, I got two tickets to screening of all the president's men. And Ari's like, tonight? He says, tomorrow at the Art House Theater downtown. I is mean, the only theater downtown. I was like, is that now the official title? Have we somehow named the theater? The Art House Theater. Well, uh, Art House is more of a, a descriptive than a title, I would think. But I feel like we kept calling it the art house theater. I, I'm I'm wondering if Andrew's like telling us that this is indeed accepted in Rosewood, the name of the theater. It only plays movies that are at least 50 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so Andrew's like, well, what do you say? And or he's like, Andrew, yeah, I, I, I'd like to, but is this a date? And he's like, I don't know. Is it? Oh, that's such a Weasley line. Like, yeah. come on, bro. Like, at some point, like, you gotta stop, like, playing it cute. Like, you'd say, like, you know, I'd like it to be, maybe. But, like, it's like, oh, I'm just gonna toss that ball right back in your court and see what you well, say. Well, in general, I mean, you can make that work. But in general, like, respect yourself enough that when you ask somebody out, they know that you're asking yeah. them out. <laughs> well, and, I mean, not to mention the fact that, like, Arya has a boyfriend, so it's, it's sleazy in itself. But Speaking of which, she says, no, well, it can't be. Still sort of seeing Ezra. Well, like, like, it's like she just realized that. He, he's like, sort of? And she's like, no, I am. Sort of. Well, this motherfucker is way too smug here. It's like he's like doing Arya a favor. Well, you know? so yeah, I want to get into that. So he says, well, you seem less sure about that than you did about the three branches of government, but don't sweat it. We'll go as <laughs> friends. Which, first of all, that thing that if you remember, we really, really hate about Pastor Ted. Andrew does a version of that. Yeah, he does. Well, and also... I don't know. Like, I, it's, I'm not sure. I mean, I just, like, I don't really feel the chemistry between these two. And maybe I'm just, like, a hater or something. I don't know. Maybe other people, like, dig this ship or whatnot. But, no. 
He's I feel like the the way he's like, well, you seem less sure of that than you did about three branches of government. That feels like a deal breaker to me. Well, that's yeah. like, oh, you don't understand your own emotions, bitch. Which he does a lot of. I, I just, mm-hmm. it, I, I said he's terrible. He's not terrible. He's not like egg. But they have no chemistry whatsoever. And Andrew Sally is not putting out any charisma. Well, it seems um, like he's like, like into like you know making out with Arya. He doesn't seem to actually like have much affection for her. Well, so you know, on one hand, Arya is again radiating beauty. It's coming off her in glowing waves of gorgeous gamma rays. But is he proclaiming her to be a total dunce here? Because I yeah. feel like I knew the three branches of government in grade school. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it doesn't seem like he. He actually likes her. Like he, I think he like no, it's, it's, it's wants to date Arya because she's like this like cute hot chick. But he doesn't actually seem like into her as like a human being. I guess. Well, yeah, and, and... he it's like he finds her faintly ridiculous. Yeah, he does. He finds her faintly ridiculous. He he talks down to her constantly. He laughs about his own jokes about her as mm-hmm. if she's not going to get the wit which he's withdrawing from her. He feels like he's doing himself a favor and he's surgically removing her from her boyfriend uh, yeah so I don't know about this guy. like friends and andrew's like oh study buddies with benefits um andrew then his coup de gras is besides the movie's about what watergate so it's a civics and history lesson rolled into one and Ari's like oh sounds entertaining mind you all the president's men was made after 1960 so Arya's never seen it except for movies like insidious 2 and Andrew's like, you won't be sorry. It's a thriller about getting messages from a shadowy figure who knows everybody's secrets. Wild stuff, right? He has this smirk here that's way too suspicious. Like, even Arya's like, hmm. And he's like, I'll see you later. And Arya's like, bye. And he walks off. And Arya's kind of, like, perplexed. Like, that was, like, so on the nose. I mean, I, I, too, I mean obviously, like, maybe Andrew's A. Um, but probably more likely, maybe he knows about A. Well, Spencer wouldn't have not let that fly. Spencer would have called him on it, I think. Like, what is Arya doing? Like, uh, she could have at least done the I know. Arya's not confrontational like Spencer is. But she could have at least done or the I Spencer would have, like, thrown Andrew up against a wall and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And Andrew would have came in his pants mm-hmm. upon doing so. Uh, so also, in an, in an All the Presence Man analogy, Spencer is Robert Redford and Arya is Dustin Hoffman. I guess. I mean, like, I feel like, like physically proportionally, probably. I feel like Hannah's Ben Bradley for some reason. That's never a huge fan of Woodward. Who all seems like a bit of a douche. Well, it's politics now. But who mm-hmm. is the G. Gordon Liddy of PLL? Is it um, Mona? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we got some stock footage. All the presents, man. Not a huge fan of the movie. The book is much better. Hmm. It's an okay movie. It's. I feel like the movie ends right when it gets interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's not a complete story, but it's an interesting take through the process. Mm-hmm. Um, we get some stock footage of Big Ben in Parliament. More stock footage. Of <laughs> We're British... in London, guys. It's Buckingham yeah. Palace. Yeah, more stock footage of like the British roads with their funny cabs. London cabs. Well, you know, what I think as funny as that. Uh, like Lost did exactly one scene set in london where they actually went and filmed that single scene there oh that was a network show and one of the biggest budgets for network television true and then they this did a bunch of other scenes set in london where they you know obviously were never there but mm-hmm. um so outside we're outside ren and melissa's flat uh, spencer knocks door opens it's colin the most british man ever this guy kind of like almost like platinum blonde hair um i you know i looked it up i this guy apparently is British. I wasn't convinced. His accent is so weird. 
in, in comic books, this guy is basically Brian Braddock, Captain Britain. In comic books, there's like that little asterisk where it says like British accent. Yeah. He uh, looks like the uh, uh, British, like Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, I can uh, see that. Uh, so much is like, oh, sorry, I, I must have the wrong part. But he's like, oh, flat. And she's like, what? And he's like, apartments are flats, trucks are lorries, sweaters are jumpers. And now that we have that all sorted, you must be Spencer. I'm Colin. Right on, Melissa's flatmate. Welcome to London. Pip, Pish, pip, posh. Would you like a biscuit? Shiny uh, shoes, governor. Yeah. <laughs> I think you mean shiny shoes, governor. Uh, by the way, Spencer is wearing her like French nanny coat that she wore way back in S1E16. Mm. Like Manny Lyon is like pulling it all out for this episode. Well, and the the shoes earlier that we thought were ice skates before mm-hmm. she's worn those before. Yeah, well, um, it it and it makes sense because like Spencer wore that outfit to go see Toby to be his tutor. That's like her like kind of like studious European look, yeah. and so she's adopted it again because she's going to the London here. Yeah, going to London town. Um, so he shakes her hand. She says thanks. He takes her like rolling suitcase, lays her inside. What do you uh, think the living situation there's like? I think that we could spend an hour talking about the potential sexual politics of this flat. The the third wheel thing that always seems super dicey to me. It would be I, one thing if it like they were all flatmates, and like there was no like relationship between any of them. But like when like there's the couple and then the extra dude, that's mm-hmm. got to get weird. Um, do you see? Melissa's being kind of like an Amanda Knox type in London. I'm, I could see I'm very a well. Big fan of Amanda Knox, FYI. I am too. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see like Ren comes home and he can just kind of hear like they don't realize he's there. Like he can hear Colin, Melissa, like a little more than flirting. I could very well see that Melissa comes home and finds like Colin and Ren in bed. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's London. Well, and they're British. Mm-hmm. Um. So he's like, you know, by the way, like, uh, I'll be playing your host for the next 24 hours. Ren and Melissa won't be back until tomorrow night. It's just like, my sister isn't even here. <laughs> Which, he's, well, he says, Colin, Colin says that Ren's boss invited him to his country home in Kent. But really, Ren and Melissa are just terrified of the chaos that comes with Spencer, right? Yeah, they made an excuse to be out of town it's while like they, Spencer goes to London. Well, it's like they threw Colin to the wolves and they basted him in meat. Mm-hmm. Um, Spencer's just shocked. She whips out her phone. She he heads to the kitchen area. She's trying to text. It's not working. He's like, "I imagine after your flight, you're a bit peckish. How do you feel about oh stale biscuits? I stole these from a child's lunchbox. I have twenty three of them. Uh, children, not biscuits." Oh, Spencer not my looks children. up at him like, <laughs> "Are you still it. talking? What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, biscuits are cookies, and crisps are chips, and chips are fries. The yeah. look she gives him. Yeah, and Spencer's like, it's okay, I'm not hungry. And he's like, it's quite a ways for you to come in for an interview. I can't even do an accent. Well, so she looks at him the way she should have looked at Johnny. And Colin reminds me of a much more polite, cleaner, and more articulate version of Johnny. Like, also, Arya's backwards suspenders would be called backwards braces in England. But yeah, she says she's not hungry. He tells her she's come a long way. Uh, Hearts on Oxford, and she's like, "Yeah, I do." And he's like, "Which college?" And she's like, "What?" And he's like, "There are thirty-eight of them within the university." Um, but really, she's just here to get the subtle knife, right? Oh, for sure. Spencer's like, "Right, I'm interested in a few of them, actually." I'm sorry, I can't access my data, and I really need to text my friends. Can you please help me? She hands him the phone, and he looks at it, and then he looks looks up at her. Like it's mystifying. And for a moment, I thought, "Do they not have like flip phones in merry old England?" He's just like fucking colonials. Uh, he's like, at the risk of sounding like a nosy git, 
Um, may I suggest that in light of your impending interview, that you tuck away your mobile and pick a course, ca- pick up a course catalog. Spencer she just looks- glares at him and he's like, or you can tell me to bugger off. She looks like she's about to eviscerate him. Yeah. So he, he like apparently fixes the phone and she takes it back and she kind of forces a smile and she's like, thank you. And then immediately turns around and starts texting again. And Colin's kind of like, he raised an eyebrow. He's like, he's half impressed, half dubious. I, yeah, I also took from this gesture, like, well, it's been five minutes and I'm still alive. Maybe it he's won't like, be that bad. He's like, well, that's a hay scenes, all right. Yeah. Uh, I got to say, my Goldsmith really kept that website page of British slang open for the whole time she was writing <laughs> these scenes. Yeah, I think she got it all in there. Yeah. Also we need like her, a, like a, a lift instead of an elevator and a torch instead of a flashlight. And a boot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, her next episode, by the way, is the I'm a good girl I am. So we cut oh, back excellent. to the prison laundry room where Allison rolls in her giant cart of like linens. Uh, no, you skipped the scene. Oh, oh, wait. No, I didn't. Sorry. I scrolled yeah. too fast. I yeah, skipped her, the scene. So next to her on the cart, right right where she is, there's a, uh, a giant like yellow A on the cart, which I thought was fascinating. Yeah, a little production design. Uh, so joke. she looks over at that like gross table where she was like writing up her fingers before. And under her writing, it now says told everything as in mona told everything now he's freaked out so like does this mean like a like tortured mona for info before she died or something well, and everything is underlined yeah and- or is is this like a message to Allie? like it's it's you know i mean it, this could seem like a threat to Allie, like mona told everything or this is some sort of like warning to Allie. i don't know it's not signed a we, we warning we, as we, in from like an ally is what you're saying yeah yeah um, um i'm gonna go because i mean it, it it could be a it could not be a it's not signed well and it didn't seem menacing or threatening when she got that note saying your friends will see you soon mm-hmm. but i'm gonna just reference my theory that you didn't see the lower half of that table at all when allison left this room before um and i'm gonna call back to De Palma's dress to kill again because we don't know that Allison mm. didn't write this before she left. Hmm. Interesting. Or one of her other, you know, MPDs. Um, so after the commercial, this next day, Emily's like walking out of the brew. She's wearing like a, well, a peach real top quick, and a leather skirt. Before we get into that, Mona told everything. Mm. Do, do Allie and Mona have some sort of special secret that we don't know about yet? I think so. Seems I like think it, that right? There's more to their relationship. Maybe something to do with how Bethany Young ended up wearing Allie's clothes possibly or like dental records change i don't know i but i don't think there's anybody who doesn't think that mona is not still not even just talking about the the circumstances leading to her death but the the heart the core of the mystery that still propels mm-hmm. the show like an engine i i feel like we all know that mona is still tied into that in some way oh yeah i mean you just feel that in your marrow um yeah so emily's wearing this like peach top leather skirt she glances over she's walking away and there's like talia like packing up a car or something i believe you put it best last night that miranda ray mayo has like a latina charisma carpenter thing going on she really i don't know maybe it's the hair in this episode but suddenly i was like wow she really looks like uh, cordelia here yeah um, but you can see in her car it's like all her shits in the back like yeah. boxes of clothes and stuff and emily says hey and tally's like i'm just here to pick up my last check and emily kind of nods at the car she's like you going on a trip and tally says not exactly after what you said i had a talk with eric a real talk. I was pretty open with him, and it didn't go so well. Shocker. Yeah. Who would have thought? And Emily kind of feels bad now, and Tally's like, "We're separating." 
which is probably what should have happened a while ago. Also, that guy's a creep. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's like, Talia, did I make you have a conversation you weren't ready to have? Talia says it's going to happen sooner or later. So I only asked what she's going to do now. Talia says that she's got a hotel, like another catering gig. And as long as there's hot water and clean sheets, she'll stay there for a while. But after that, she's a no. And then he's like, look, if you need a place to stay for the next few days, you can crash at my house, which is not a good idea, but it's a sexy one. <laughs> I was um, like, your mom would be okay with that? And then he's like, she's away. Uh, that's the perks of having parents who are constantly out of town. Yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah, sure. Older adult, adult person who I just broke up with uh, and who has a sketchy husband. Just come crash at my house while my mom's gone. Yeah. Tally's like, thank you. Yeah, that would be great. And he's like, yeah. And Tally walks off and Emily's frowning. I feel like Emily did all that. Like, she feels guilty now. It's like, yeah. oh, I fucked up your marriage. Now I'm sad. Yeah. Uh, so she goes, Tally walks off to get her, like, last check and watches her go. The sad thing is, I feel like she was earning peanuts at the <laughs> Pedo Brew. Um, you would think that you could do better as, like, a chef at a restaurant or, like, a caterer than, like, making like you know, like strudel and like pies in a coffee shop you mean from the uh as far as we know successful catering business that she left mm-hmm. to come work at the pedo brew two yeah. weeks earlier um so we got to hannah's kitchen where ashley's at the counter staring at her laptop in confusion as hannah walks in to get some iced tea and ashley's like didn't you tell me that there was a way to see if somebody's read the email you sent them and hannah's like <laughs> yeah you send them a facebook message instead of email Hannah's like, well, not if you didn't attach the thing you need to attach to do it. And Hannah's like, well, how do you know I didn't? Ashley says, says that, yeah. or Ashley says, how do you know I didn't? Hannah says, well, did you? And Ashley just shrugs. I love this exchange, but it <laughs> concerns me because Ashley has worked in offices by now. You think you know when you've attached a file? Well, Hannah is apparently like has some magical tool that lets you know when somebody read an email. I'd like to know what that is. Um, I mean. I think, you know, she's friends with Mona. She's dating Caleb. I'm sure she's got software that slays. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, Ashley says, I sent my resume for a few job openings. Haven't heard anything back from them. Hannah's like pouring herself some iced tea. And then Ashley's phone rings and she kind of looks at it for a moment and then picks it up and walks away. She's like, I'm going to take this upstairs. Man, I hope that's not fucking Ted. Yeah. You know why? Because fuck that guy. Uh, uh, so just then, there's a knock at the back door. It's Aria. This <laughs> outfit is extra crazy too yeah it's like 1950s hooker yeah exactly i was all i have in my notes is that aria probably had to walk a lot of streets in broad daylight to get here her you know it is quite the ensemble because um she's got like this weird black top that is like all this kind of like sheer underneath like black pattern like it's bizarre She's got like a venom symbiote, like wrapped around her torso. Yeah, but then she's she has wearing... a, like this high waisted short skirt with it's like white with like a lot of like green like limes on it. This is tablecloth. Matching that, she has like, on this necklace with these like white and green little like doodad things hanging down. Like she she actually matches for once, which is surprising. Um, would you say at all this outfit is Mona esque? Yeah, a little bit, because there's like a little bit of midriff showing it. Yeah, I could I could see Mona wearing this. So this is apparently after school. So Hannah says, hey, where have you been? I covered for you in school, but... <laughs> I covered for you. I want to hear more about this. What did you say? <laughs> what did you say to your teacher to cover? I just, I just want, when they're doing the roll call, teacher calls out Montgomery, Aria, and Hannah's like, you just missed her. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah's like, like throws her voice like a ventriloquist, like, here... Yeah. Or just R is in the bathroom, perhaps. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, Arya, motor mouth and Arya here, she's like, my brother's on borrowed time, Hannah. I can't be sitting in Spanish conjugating verbs. That checks. Uh, Take that, sure. academia. Also, where have you been, Arya? Uh, she just rushes right in, sets her purse down. She's like, I really need to talk to Cyrus. And Hannah's like, you think we're going to find A through Cyrus? You're lucky if you can even find Cyrus. And Arya's like, I already did. She's got like her crazy eyes going. Mm. It's funny, like when Arya decides to join in the t- detective work, she's super effective. But yeah. it's like only when she wants to. Well, I don't want to say that Spencer should take lessons because mm-hmm. <laughs> that seems horrific, but yeah, she already did. So Arya says, so I went back to the diner looking for a lead and I found one. Turns out Hank Mahoney is a regular and he works as a mechanic in a garage like an hour and a half away, which no part of that made sense to me. Because mm-hmm. um, how far away is the fucking, how far away is Jonah's? Well, the, an, an hour and a half the- away from the restaurant might necessarily might not necessarily mean an hour and a half away from, from Rosewood. Rosewood. Rosewood yeah. yeah. Um, and being the voice of reason, Hannah's like, all right, you shouldn't have done that. And Ari's like, no. So when I, Ari's like, don't worry, I'm actually a, yeah. The shop manager told me that Hank was injured. while I was working on a car and Hannah's like, Hey, stop saying Hank. It's confusing. I so feel like that's Cyrus. like a meta joke. You know? Yeah. The, <laughs> stop the confusing sign. the audience. Just call him Cyrus. Signed H. Um, mm-hmm. So where's Cyrus? And Ari's like being treated at Taft Memorial hospital. I call, but he can't have visitors until tomorrow. Hannah, we need to go down there and talk to him before he disappears again. And Hannah's like, why are you willing to go down this road of a guy who tried to run you over with his hog? And Arya <laughs> says, when Mike met up with him, Cyrus admitted that he was paid to set up Alley. So if we can just talk to him again, maybe he can give us some sort of insight into who contacted him. And Hannah's like, why would he tell us now? Because we'll ask nicely? And Arya's like, because we'll be willing to pay him. Because we're dressed like this. Yeah. And Anna's like, no, no, I'm not. I'm sorry. Emily's already popping a lock in my way into college. And Ari's like, fine. All right. I'll, I'll figure something out. But you have to come with me. And Hannah's like, I don't think that's a good idea. I mean, he's kind of a scary guy. It's like, is he really? I feel like that fake hobo from like Jason's rehab place was scarier than <laughs> Cyrus. I, you can't tell when I'm making those jazz hands. And Ari says, yeah, well, he's our only link to the real A. You get some good old Hannah face. Can you just imagine if if he wasn't in the hospital and they confronted Hank Mahoney and Arya's just like, we're willing to pay and she slides a dollar across <laughs> the counter. And he's like, really? And so she like fishes in her pocket, pulls out some change and throws it at him. <laughs> pulls out a science pistol. Yeah. Uh, so we get some more stock footage of the London Eye. We, have, then, we see the, uh, the big Ferris wheel and yeah. Big Ben again, just in case we were confused. Uh, and then we're inside some gruffy old professor's office. This, <laughs> this professor. Guy. Professor Abney. Spencer comes in, super excited, shakes his hand. Hi, Spencer Hazen. It's a pleasure to meet you. He's like, nonsense. The pleasure is all mine. This guy is just all like, blah, 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 blah. Uh, So initially I wrote in my notes, this guy's a watcher, right? From the Watchers Council. Then mm-hmm. I did, because he looked familiar. The guy who plays Professor Abney, Michael Housley, played Rutherford Cirque on two episodes of Angel. Cirque was an evil librarian for Wolfman Hart and also <laughs> an ex-watcher. So, Boom. New, new spinoff idea. Hannah the Vampire Slayer, with Spencer as her extreme watcher, and Caleb as her hacker werewolf bro. I can see it. And Mona Who's Arya? Just uh, a vampire? Yeah. She's, she's the queen of the night. She's the master. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so the professor's like, so uh, tell me, Mrs. Hastings, why do you wish to further your education away from the colonies? <laughs> and Spencer says, well, why stay in America? I believe it was William Fulbright who said that an international education is our best opportunity to turn ideologies into human aspirations. With that being said, how could I do any better than the oldest university in the English-speaking world? 
Uh, and he smiles at her like this guy likes to cut a Spencer's jib. Like she's yeah. using all of her old Spencer powers and charms here. She's going to chip away the ice from this old limey bastard's gruff heart. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, she sits down across from him at the desk and sets her bag on the chair next to her. That will be important later. So at the hospital, I guess the next day, uh, we're at the desk. The no, it's like, this is the same day. It's just that Spencer's in the future. So they were like, he can't have visitors until tomorrow. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so they're wearing different outfits. Unless they were like, let's put on outfits. Well, going wouldn't the they, though? I feel like they would. I don't know. So at the desk, the sassy nurse is like, who are you again? And there's Arya and Hannah waiting with Hannah's flowers. And Arya's like, we're his cousins. Arya is so full of cheer right now. And I feel like it's been a while since we got like the Arya-Hannah mission. Yeah. And like even more rare, like Arya's taking point on this mission. And it's it's wonderful. She's like a mini Spencer. Like she's she's like pulling little mini Spencer moves left and, left and right, you know? Well, uh, I thought about it. Like there's Spemily, there's Sparia. Mm-hmm. What the hell is this? Haria? I don't know. It sounds like something you'd cough up. Um, mm-hmm. Hamia? So, I don't know. Ariana? <laughs> Nurse is like, you can't bring those in. Like, look at the flowers. And then she slides over this big hand sanitizer. An- an- antibacterial goop. Yeah. She's like, both of you, use this on your hands, please. Front and back. So the liars, you know, scrub up. And the nurse brings over, like, two packages of disposable scrubs in them. And she's like, put these on. And it's like, are you sure this is really necessary? I mean, we're just going to see him for a second. And nurse is like, and that's all the time you'll get. But I'm not going to risk you giving him or any other patients an infection. And she walks off and Hannah's just like, burning it? You didn't tell me that. And Ari's like, I, I didn't know. I thought he had a broken leg or something. And nurse looks back at them. And she's like, excuse me, no net, no visit. And these girls are like, God, the sacrifices we make. So they start housing those outfits on. Because mm-hmm. um, you know what this nurse is doing? Baking a cake. Exactly. Um, meanwhile, in prison, we see Allison like chilling in her cell, which I thought to myself, damn, she's lucky to not have a roommate or a cellmate. Um, yeah. Well, like, I mean, I don't, it's never like, we're not clear yet on like, is this adult jail or is this like teen jail? I would think this is adult jail just because it I would think it'd be like it. Chester County women's like underage or youth correctional. Facility yeah, but maybe maybe they're putting her in solitary because she is still a minor or something like that. Could be. Uh, like I feel like if you if you have someone for murder, you don't want to put them in juvie. Well, I think we can respect Allison to say enough that whatever's happening to her, she will be tried as an adult. Probably, yeah. There's a this like cacophony of noise that makes it impossible to rest. So she's like rolling over. She hears what sounds like a rolling can. Looks around and then checks under her bunk, gets down and retrieves where there's like an old soup can there. The can that looks a lot like a, an oil drum. Like a mini barrel. So yeah. she picks it up, removes the lid. Inside is basically the Polly Pocket version of Allison, right down to the little orange jumpsuit. And a <laughs> and, note from A. And a note from A. You're already over a barrel. Want to be in one too? A. Uh, man, A really gets around this prison. Well, so. This is why my theory, I just, I want to cling to it so hard in this episode, is because, yeah, you see the can kind of rocking back and forth under the bed. Mm-hmm. You don't really see it ever, like, roll through the bars or anything. True, true. Um, so just, you know, tell me that she doesn't have MPD. So we come back to the professor's office where Professor Gruffington McSillypants says, <laughs> So the tailor looks at the pants and says, Euripides? And the gentleman replies, Yes, Eumenides? And they, <laughs> and they laugh and laugh at this philosophical chuckle fest. And she's like, wow, I'm going to need to add that one to my repertoire of philosophical knock-knock jokes. 
Well, it's a shame you're not staying longer to meet Professor Heath. She teaches a course on mythology and modern literature that I think you'd find quite diverting. <laughs> what? Does Spencer need a mythology course? People should be studying her adventures in the mythology course. Yeah, the Spencer's intrigued, and she seems much more relaxed now, you know? She's kind of in a familiar, like, collegiate setting. She's not being tortured by A yet. Uh, and she's like, uh, well, I'd be happy to write a note introducing myself to her if you wouldn't mind. And then he, like, kind of looks past her, frowning. She turns around and he's like, what is that? And she turns and looks at her purse on the other chair, and her purse is, like, having a period there. Uh, it's dripping blood from the bottom corner. And Spencer's like, I, I, um, and he's like, what have you got in there? And Spencer's like, I, I, um, and she, she, you know, there's like blood everywhere. She picks up the purse and she's digging through it. And he's like, is that? And she turns back to him. And she's like blood's dripping from her hands because she find she's found like a broken glass vial in there. Mm-hmm. Like somebody uh, snuck a glass vial of blood in her purse. And Spencer's like, I, I really don't know how this happened. Um, I, I need to wash my hands. I'm sorry. And, she, like, rushes away and pan down to see that, like, even more blood, like, dripped onto the floor below the chair. Oh, yeah. It goes from from being the first scene in the original Carrie right there in Spencer's bag to being the elevator in The Shining. I just thought at first when this scene was going that, do all old British men basically have natural, like, resting bitch face? <laughs> Probably, yeah. It's um, a stiff upper lip. But, like, the... that's a nice move by A. Like, how do you how do you explain that away? Like, it's clearly blood. I don't think you could be like, oh, my nail polish broke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's that time of the month. And he's like, what? Um, this is the bit that uh, Allison Nelson, who was Joseph Dory's assistant, had teased out back around Christmas oh, really? with the line, pardon me, miss, but your purse is bleeding. <laughs> well, uh, like, do you think this gets her rejected? Like, well, I don't know. What, concern, what's the though, impact is, of this? My concern in the first place is he's just a professor. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't admissions. He's, like, writing his letter of recommendation. He's like, on the one hand, her purse did drip blood, but her academic record is sterling. Um, who do you think Spencer's uh, demon is? What kind of animal does she have? Oh, God. Um, I would have to think on that for a while. I'm trying to remember. Dogs were like, like you were a servant if you had a dog, right? It was like many, many servants had dogs. I mean, it wasn't like a... Everybody's was unique. It wasn't like it was, you, it was you, fairly you, indicative that you were going to be like a servant. Not necessarily. No. Yeah. Hmm. No, it was. It wasn't that rigid or anything. Because Spencer, Spencer. On one hand, Spencer is basically like. Well, I guess maybe Arya is more Lyra. Spencer is basically Beowulf, who should be studied in uh, Professor Hugh Smith mythology class. Beowulf's a douchebag. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I just want Spencer to yell, "I am Spencer." Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> back at school dance room, Emily's dancing away to us. I'm Shakira here. Well, so for 30 seconds, I thought to myself, this looks like an audition for a Shakira video. And then I realized mm-hmm. it was actually Shakira playing. Uh, Emily's basically a Twilight Tharp here, like doing the forbidden dance. Well, she's doing like, I don't know, it's like salsa or like a rumba or something. Um, but it's a much more fluid dance than like the uh, the hip hop dance we saw last week. And, and she's no into pictures. it. Yeah. Like she's uh she's working some nice moves. Her hair looks ridiculous. Um, she's definitely enjoying herself and kind of like she's doing the thing where she's staring at herself in the mirror in the practice room, like seducing herself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Talia is kind of like approaching the door and like watching through the window. And finally, Emily happens to spin around and she sees her and she stops immediately, like kind of sets her jaw. She's not too pleased. 
And well, she, I think she's shocked and maybe a little embarrassed, really. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, whenever nobody likes to me, like be caught dancing. Yeah. Well, whenever somebody walks on me and I'm in the bathroom with my headphones on doing air guitar. Who does that? I don't know. Okay. I, I have a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so Emily goes and turns off. The Do you office. not lock the door and you're in the bathroom? Well, yeah, but still. Um, okay. <laughs> turns off the music. One of those couples. Talia says, wow, you're really good. I, I just came to drop off your key. Talia, to me, still looks beautiful, but a mess. Um, she's like, I think she's probably get... supposed to look a mess right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a kind of shambles. Yeah. Uh, uh, she's like, I guess you didn't get my text. And he says, no. She was rehearsing for this pageant thing. And Talia's like, you don't sound thrilled. Why do it? And Emily says that she's, you know, doing the help a friend, like help her win money. And Talia Isn't rolls. it obvious? Yeah. Talia rolls her eyes like, sorry, don't buy it. So she sits down next to Emily and Emily's like, what? And Talia's like, I don't buy it. The way you just dance, nobody works that hard for just the money, which I'm thinking everybody does. Emily says, well, to get the money, I have to win it. It's not like I can half-ass it. And Talia's like, okay. And Emily's just, just kind of like glaring at her as she sips her water bottle. And she's like, it's for Hannah. And Talia's like, Emily, it was a compliment. And Emily starts to fumble with her water bottle. And she's like, but yeah, maybe it's for me too. And Talia says, I, I guess I just never really saw you as the beauty pageant type. And Emily says, I'm not. But that's part of it. You know, I, I keep thinking if I work this hard and win this, then I'll know I have it in me to take control of my life. That must sound pretty stupid. And Talia's like, oh, not at all. And Emily kind of thinks on this for a moment, and then she, like, turns the Shakira back on, stands up. She's like, come on. She holds out her hand. Talia's like, what are you doing? And Emily's like, you're going to dance with me. And she's like, yanks Talia over onto the dance floor. Because uh, when Field says it's dance time, you got to dance. It reminds me a little bit of, like, some page parallels, though, to to a certain extent. Yeah, um, maybe a little. But, uh... I really wanted Talia to, to, to break the romantic moment and be like, Emily, you know, as a former coworker, if you put just half of this <laughs> into your fucking job. <laughs> yeah. So heading into the uh, the burn ward, the nurse is like leading Ari and Hannah and they're like scrubs and hairnets and booties. Doctors Ari and Hannah <laughs> are scrubbing in. Yeah. Well, like they've put their hairnets on, but like they're not covering up the front of their hair. Like their hair is like hanging out in the front. Like. It's like, it was just a, a silent rebellion to the uh, restrictions here because those hairnets aren't doing a whole lot of good right now. No. Remember the part in Cash When You Can where like Leo had to pretend to be a doctor? Like, mm-hmm. I want that scene in the future of the show where Arya and Spencer have to pretend to be doctors and it becomes like a cross between like Fletch and the Nick. Um, so the nurse like leads them into a room where there's like several Burn patients. Burn unit. Yeah. The nurse removes some plastic and leads him to Cyrus. He's laid out pretty pretty out of it. He's bandages around his like head and lower jaw and his hands. He looks and all arms. like fucked up. Well, his face is like puffy and shiny and red. Burnt, I guess. Well, and the the sad thing is, as a as a fan of a deep background on the show, I felt bad for Hannah because I already know she hates the fucking hospital. Mm-hmm. And look at these like wretched scumbags. Um so yeah, it's like a the, leper colony in here. Yeah, and Ari's like Hey, Cyrus, we wanted to come and talk to you, but didn't realize you'd been in such a bad accident. I'm sorry. And he well, struggles. With... She seems pretty sincere. Like, she yeah. kind of, like, moaned when she saw him. Yeah. And he struggles to say, it's no accident. And she's like, what do you mean? Wait, are you saying that someone did this to you? I can't believe that you're saying somebody did this to you. So poor Hannah's, like, looking around. And Cyrus, she's, and Arya's Hannah's, like, Cyrus. Hannah seems, like, scared. As you should be. You started, by, yeah. started by mummies. Um, mm-hmm. And Arya's like, Cyrus, what happened? He can't really talk, so he reaches for the tray besides him, turns over like a, a 
packet of like gauze wraps and Arya brings him like a sharpie and he starts writing without looking writing down a name that from writing down from what looks like this angle to be carjack so yeah. she reads it aloud and the nurse comes in okay time to say goodbye i love the guilty aria as she smuggles the packet over to hannah to hide well yeah it's like she like slides it over to hannah so hannah can take it as the nurse comes in yeah uh, and hannah's like can we just have two more minutes and uh, they're already being let out. Arya's phone starts buzzing, and the nurse is like, I'm sorry. And Hannah's like, please, two more minutes is all we need. And the nurse says, I'm not here for your needs. My job is to take care of your cousin. Uh, and Hannah says, well, he would want us to stay longer. And she's like, I understand, but Mr. what Mr. Mahoney needs right now is rest. The liars are constantly bucking up against visiting hour constraints. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, out in the hall, Arya finally answers that phone. She's like, Spencer? Spencer, slow down. And cut to Spencer freaking out in England. Uh, we know I she's love- in England because she's outside and there's like four different Union Jacks in the background. And like a red mailbox. I love that it's mm-hmm. basically the Main Street Rosewood set, but they added all those Union Jacks. Yeah, that's definitely the uh, the city hall behind them. But hey, you can tell it's London because there's like a, there's one of those telephone booths in the background, the yep. red ones. Yeah, yeah. Union Jacks. I'm completely convinced. I didn't question it for a second. I almost wanted just just to make it more like steampunk. Spencer goes to England, like to have like a zeppelin flying around in the background. <laughs> Spencer says there is blood everywhere. Okay, I threw out the purse, but what if somebody finds that and they turn it in? And Harry's like, "Whose blood is it?" Spencer says, "I don't know. It's mine or yours or Mona's." Oh my oh, god! She, I think I'm going to be sick. Yeah, she's, she's going to freak out. She looks like she's going to detonate into a panic-induced losing explosion. It. And Doctor Arya has to talk her down here. She's like, Spencer. You really need to calm down, okay? Spencer's like, how? Do you know what this means? It means that A put it in my bag before I got to the airport. If they had found it in the x-ray machine, I would still be there. I'd be getting grilled by dozens of federal agents. And Arya's like, but you're not, all right? Luckily, you found them. And Spencer says, Arya, I'm freaking out, okay? I want you to come. I want to come home. Uh, poor Spencer. She's, she's losing it. She wants home. And Ari's like, so come home, Spence. And she's like, I can't. How am I supposed to get on a plane? What if they find a pinky toe in my checked luggage? Well, and for this particular moment, to me, it came off like Arya could not give a shit. But she's like, well, apparently you're not the only one being targeted. And Spencer's like, why? What do you mean? And Arya's like, A put Cyrus in the hospital. And I'm guessing that it's that it's punishment for meeting Mike. And Spencer's like, what? How? And Arya's like, yeah, it looks like A hurt Cyrus trying to make like a carjacking. Spencer's like, Arya, I, I really can't be hearing this right now. I'm sorry. I And Arya's like, oh, Good yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make it worse. And Arya's Spencer's like, I don't know what to do. And then like Arya's distracted because Spencer or Hannah's getting tough with the nurse. And Hannah's just like, I just need to go back in there. And the nurse is like, miss, you better take a step back or I'm calling security. Well, and she like is like put her hand up on the door, like blocking Hannah from entering. Why yeah. is Hannah so insistent here? It seems a little out of place. Well, she's not. At like, Hannah I didn't thought, even want to come here. Yeah, at first I thought she's, like, covering for Arya, but she doesn't need to cover for Arya to take this phone call. I why, think why does Hannah want, want back in that room so much? I think she wants more details. Mm. I, I would. Yeah. Uh, um, anyway, Arya's like, hey, Spencer, I gotta go. So she just hangs up and goes back to Hannah. Back in London, Spencer is just, like, standing on a corner, losing her mind, and then she gets a text. It's A. Keep calm, but watch your carry-on. There's more blood where that came from. A. Well, could Spencer freak out any harder? Like, she needs a pillow right now to explode into. I wonder um, how many people even know that's like a British reference. Yeah, I don't know. They keep um, calm and carry on. Yeah. But so first, I'm always wondering, is there a difference between like the red font and the black font in the Atex or the sign off of just A or Kisses A? I don't think a. so. But uh, like, 
who was there with Spencer before she went to the airport and while she packed? Well, all four of the liars, in fact. That's true. Although, um, uh, what about this Colin guy? Like, uh, a lot of people think that Melissa and Ren are like co-A's. So certainly they could get this Colin guy to do it. True. That's a good point. Uh, I like to think that that when Arya said, like, you're not the only one being targeted, I think Spencer was freaking out more because one of her actual friends was in danger. And Arya's like, blah, 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 Cyrus and Hank Mahoney. And Spencer's just like, I don't give a shit about Hank Mahoney. Oh, no, I, I think she's, like, finding out that, like, A is, like, fucking people up and carjacking them, not helping Spencer right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's get back to the dance rehearsal room. Like, uh, Emily's trying to teach, like, Talia how to, like, strafe to the side and then spin. and Strafe. I don't think that's called strafing. Talia laughs and says she can't do it. But Emily's like not giving up on her. So they try it again. And Talia goes for the spin. And she like tries to jut her leg out and slips and falls right on her bottom. It's cute. Well, well, yeah, it's like step and back, step and open, turn, drop. And on drop, Emily goes down like perfectly in like some half splits. But Talia just like falls on her ass. Falls on her ass. And then like she's laughing. And that laughing quickly turns into her crying. Because this is Emily's like sexy ballroom dojo of catharsis. Well, it's good work by uh, Miranda Ray Mayo here. Like the the way the laughter just turns to crying, and, Ooh, and I love that. Like they don't need to talk about it. Well, right on cue, uh, the song changes from Shakira to like a slow song by uh, Hearts, Hearts again. again. Uh, um, and Talia's crying. Emily stands up. She's like, "Come on!" She holds out her hand. She basically picks Talia up and pulls her in for a slow dance. And Talia's just sighing, Emily's leading, she spins Talia around, and they're just slow dancing away. And it's this nice romantic moment, and then we cut back to the burn unit as Ari and Hannah walk out, and the nurse yells after them, Next time wear pants! And they both scoff. <laughs> and they both just like look at each other like, ah. It's hilarious. Like I, I kept on watching this over and over again as I did my notes. It's like, slow dance romance. Next time wear pants! <laughs> and they're just like, ah. And Hannah's like, I could have taken her. And Ari's like, no, you couldn't have. Hannah's like, well, you could have distracted her. Ari's like, what do you want me to do, juggle? Yes. Hannah says, something. God, the prison guards are less intimidating. I mean, I took one step towards that room, and she flew over that desk like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Don't you just want to see Lucy Hale juggling? Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be amazing? Uh, So the two of them get in the elevator after some people clear out. And Hannah's like, when meanwhile, A is trying to lose, is tying up loose ends, and Cyrus is one of them. So Arya ponders this. Hannah like digs in her pocket to get the keys. Someone else, Hannah has like, Hannah has like pockets in her skirt or something, or shorts. I mean, her skirt. Yeah. Uh, She picks up the uh, gauze packet, looks at it, like really looks at this time. Also, I noticed here that Arya really is wearing a medieval talisman. And -hmm. Hannah's like, wait, this C is a V. Look. And they look at it, and Hannah's like, it's not Carjack. You read it wrong. It's Varjack. Cyrus was trying to tell us, wasn't trying to tell us what happened. He was trying to tell us who did it. And Arya's like, you think that A is going by the name Varjack? I can't believe you think that A is going by the name Varjack. Yeah. And Hannah's like, well, why not? I mean, Spencer always said how Ali is obsessed with breakfast at Tiffany's. She turned into Holly for that passport. Maybe A is taunting her by being Paul Varjack. And Ari says, well, Cyrus spelled it wrong. And Hannah's like, that's awesome. And Ari's like, why is that awesome? It just means he's a bad speller. And Hannah explains, or it means that he's never seen it written down. The A hasn't contacted him through email or text. And Ari's like, they spoke. And Hannah nods, smiling. Varjak. Did Arya suddenly get that? That it's Varjak? That that's not spelled correct to be Paul Varjak's name? 
I, I, I thought like if you wanted to see Arya suspicious in this moment, you could definitely read into that. Like at the end, it's not just that she's on the same page of Hannah. It's like, oh, Hannah, how perceptive of you. Well, if I don't like that kind of perceptiveness. If Allie is Ezra's Holly Golightly, wouldn't that make him Paul Varjak? Or maybe mm. now, maybe now Arya is Paul Varjak. Or they could be reading this entirely wrong, and somebody out there who maybe looks like Allie has Allie's passport for Holly Varjak and is using it. Whether it be someone who actually looks like Alex. I mean, it could be Cece. It could be, could be yeah. It could be some uh, some Alley twin, or you know, who knows? Or, or maybe just now, somebody wearing like a mask of Alley's face, like Ezra. Mm-hmm. Maybe now Ezra's the Holly, and, and Alley's the Paul Varshak. Yeah. So meanwhile, back in the burn unit, we get a close up on Cyrus, and then we kind of pan over to see like another bed behind him with a patient in it. And of course, after a moment, that patient like sits up. It's like covered in gauze, like a mummy, mm-hmm. uh, and comes over to Cyrus. Any sense of boobs? Um, I the, don't know. This this could be a woman, but it's it's hard to tell. Well, we're gonna say, but the, the head and arms are covered in bandages, which is real devotion to a disguise. Then we see the familiar black pants and the boots. And then A goes and stands like menacingly before Cyrus. A was there the whole time. The the body language here actually reminded me a lot of Andrew. Hmm. The way the arms kind of hang there. Yeah, they are long arms. I mean, it's more than likely whoever this is like a, a stagehand or something right. or, you know, a double like they're not putting the actual person in there. But um, so after the commercial, we're back in England. It's Ren Melissa's flat. Spencer is frantically tearing apart her bag, pulling everything out of it, going through it. Looks like she's hyperventilating. Colin yeah, comes she is with, manic. Yeah, Colin comes home with groceries. He's somehow even more British than he was previously. He sees her and he says, did you find a bed bug? And she's like, no, just repacking. Can I borrow your laptop? I need to change my flight. And he says, sure, so he sends the food down. And she's like, actually, good. maybe you just call me a cab. I want to go home tonight. She's like feeling out her socks. Yeah, he's like, before your sister returns. Spencer's like, no shit before my sister returns. Yeah. She's like, I just, I just really need to go home. And she's like hyperventilating. And he's like, Spencer. Hey, Spencer, take a moment. She's like, please, I just need to pack. You're having a panic attack. She's like, no, this is just what it looks like when I pack. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, it's like, even when she's having a nervous breakdown, she's still got that snark going. And yeah. he's like, what happened? And she's like, will you get out of my way? And he's like, hey. And he puts his hand down in her suitcase, and she, like, backs away, like, totally freaked out. Yeah, and she's breathing says, hard. I teach primary school. When one of my kids is having a bit of a day. Bit of a day? Because a girl won't share her crayons or a boy eat the color blue. I take them through a relaxation exercise. This guy has the weirdest accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Spencer says, look, I need a crayon, okay? I'm just dealing with oversized toiletries right now. And he says, humor me. Close your eyes. And he takes both her hands and she plays along. She's still breathing hard. And he says, focus on your breath. Imagine the breath going deep into your belly, surrounding all that nervous energy and letting it out. Spencer does. She's like crying a little. And he's like, do you want to talk about it? She shakes her head like, no. Uh, he says, okay, well, then can you at least, you know, leave the bed bugs and let me make you something to eat? And she kind of reluctantly smiles and agrees. Um, as usual, Troy and great in the scene. Uh, she, It's like they they always have to find good reasons for her to uh, be losing her mind because she does so well. Yeah, You know, for an actor to come into an established show of like one of the leads, it's, it's got to be hard enough. I'm sure they do everything they can to make you feel welcome. But just imagine you're just the the sad ponce <laughs> who has to come in and act against all of that Troy and Belisarioness. You know what I mean? 
You're just here because it couldn't get Julian Thomas. Well, I mean, Julian Morris. Or yeah, Julian there's, Morris, like, yeah. there's just like a cyclone of like thespian energy happening <laughs> right there. And you're like, you're having a bit of a day. A bit of a day. Um, Eating a so, crayon. Yeah. In the dance rehearsal room, Emily and Talia are like chilling on the bench. Emily's glowing. It looks like she's having a good time. Claire walks in. Emily's like, oh, hi, Claire. And Claire's like, I stopped by your work and they told me you were rehearsing here. And Emily's like, yeah, my routine for the competition. Is well, everything okay? My mom said she sent over. Claire's got a, like a bit of like a hard expression on her face here. She's bringing some bad news and some bombs. Yeah. She says, no, I got her signature. That isn't why I'm here. Emily, when you filled out the application, did you read the entire thing? And Emily's like, yeah, I mean, I think so, except for the permission part. And Claire says, the application form explicitly mentions that all contestants must be of good moral character. So I, I checked, did a little temperature. A lot of the audience here was like, oh, hell no. Well, you know, I, I had a feeling right away where this was really going, so right. I wasn't totally shocked. But, but it's, it's Emily like, looks back at Talia now, like, the fuck? Well, yeah, like a lot of us, though, thought that Claire just walked out of, like, Seventh Heaven onto the set of, like, PLL. Yeah, um, and Emily's like, uh, I'm not following. And Claire says, you should have at least mentioned it to me. You must have known you would make the board apprehensive by you participating as a contestant. More than apprehensive. And Emily looks back at Talia like, is this chick for fucking real? And Emily's like, are you forcing me to drop out? And Claire says, we can't force you to do anything. Only encourage you. And Emily says, you don't mean the pageant because of who I date. And Talia's like, are you serious? She gets up to, like, you know, back up her girl there. And Claire's like, this is about your close connection to the Allison De Laurentiis case. The board is concerned that if you participate, our sponsors will drop out to avoid any negative association. And Emily's just like, oh, shit. Yeah. And Talia, like, nods, like, oh, that makes sense. Um, yeah. This confirms my suspicion that uh, when Rosewood people see the liars, they, like, run in the other direction or cross the street. Like, they're terrified of these witches. Well, it's... What kind of trouble did the Hastings have to deal with for like four months there yeah. when Spencer was Mercer number one? And like if the dealer Laurentiis could afford to throw like a, a massive crazy Christmas ball, why don't they just go buy the Glass Slipper Collective? I mean, I'm sure Jessica De Laurentiis would have been on this group or a part of this group. She would have probably, probably been at yeah. least den mother had she survived. These guys are just like, oh, shit, it's that Emily Fields. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, it's not like Emily hasn't already been on the cover of the newspaper several times. Uh, so Hannah's kitchen, Hannah comes in. There's there's Ashley putting flowers in the vase, and she's Ashley, glowing, but Ashley she's also right a, under a window. Yeah, Ashley is arranging some yellow tulips, which you may be interested to know, symbolize hopeless love. Hopeless? Yeah, I see Hopeless, that. yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Hannah walks in, says, hey. Ashley yeah. says, hey, sweetie. Uh, Ashley is glowing. She's very pleased. Mm-hmm. And Hannah says, did you hear back about your job? And Ashley's like, no, not yet. And then she holds out her left hand, showing off the ring. Boo. And she's like, Ted called. Boo. Hannah takes a seat. She's not super thrilled to hear this. And Ashley's well, she's like. she's got the, uh, the fruit of forbidden knowledge she's about to chew on there. Yeah, she picks a big, big ass red apple. And Ashley says, we went for a walk and talked. And the rest is history. Ugh. Ugh. She's very pleased. Hannah like could take or leave it. She's just like, Wow. She's kind of unenthused. She takes a big old bite out of that red apple. I want that gif. Mm. So Ashley is displaying hopeless love here. But Hannah is taking a big bite in the original sin. Yeah. And she says, Ashley's like, okay, that response really put the Luke and Luke warm. And Hannah's like, no, I'm I'm happy for you. Uh, she, yeah. She's she can't she's, even look at Ashley when she says it. 
She's well. She's just been into the uh, the fruit of knowledge. There, she's seen the light. You know, mm-hmm. the morning glory. That this is a bad idea. It's because she listened to the podcast. She's like, "That's right. Ted is a tool." Yeah, uh, yeah. And Ashley's I know like, we talk about how teens probably don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but I feel like Hannah. Hannah's a listener. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ashley says, "I'm confused. Aren't you the one who convinced me to go back to Ted and ask for his forgiveness?" Hannah says, "I know. I just, I don't think it's fair that he made you twist in the wind for so long." Mm-hmm. And she's like, Hannah, I'm glad that he took the time to think about it. If he just said okay right away, that wouldn't have been honest. He needed to come to it on his own time. Or he needed time to plan my perfect murder. One of those two. (laughs) Uh, And Hannah says, well, didn't that make you sort of wish you hadn't apologized? (laughs) And she's like, no, I feel awful about what I did. And I needed to say that. Not only for him to forgive me, but for me to forgive myself. Uh, And it's like, well, we know where this is going. Like, poor Ashley here. She's got to marry fucking Pastor Ted just to further Hannah's own character development here. Get Hannah yeah. to like go apologize. Hannah's like, I made a huge mistake. Do you think we'll get like the uh, the graduate ending to this this storyline of the season? Like Jason, <laughs> comes Jason, or <laughs> just like a bottle of wine? <laughs> oh, I was listening to one of the uh, the older episodes of the podcast where I tried to do the bottle of wine voice. Oh, it's a wonderful voice. I love you, Ashley. <laughs> well, it's like Ashley's on the you know up on the at the front of the church, whatever you call that. Uh-huh. And it's like you know, do you take this man? And then she like looks past him, like sees they're setting up the reception, just sees that bottle of wine sitting out at a table. It, it winks, and she just <laughs> stares and stares. Like, Ashley. <laughs> And Ted's like nervously laughing, and she's like, "I'm, I'm sorry, I can't." She just runs and grabs it. She grabs the the, the bottle of wine. She starts to leave. She stops. She looks back at the table. She grabs the second bottle of wine, <laughs> and then she runs out, double fisting it. Yeah, <laughs> gets on the uh, the back of the bus and drinks one of those bottles of wines. Exactly. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Uh, so outside Rosewood High School, uh, Tali and Emily walk out. Tali says that she had fun and thanks Emily for everything. Emily heads over to her bike. Then Talia sees Claire is over there, like talking to like, another mother and daughter across the street from the school. And Talia starts like marching over she to her. She gets like her game face on. Yeah, she has her group back. Uh, Emily sees this, goes after her, and she's just, like, Talia, what are you doing? And Talia's like, just trust me, okay? I followed your lead. Now you follow mine. And Talia's like, Mrs. Handelman? And Claire looks at her like, oh shit, not these bitches <laughs> again. Yeah, she's, she's like, like rushing to her car. Oh, I really got to get going. And Tally says, uh, Emily just wanted you to know that she understands the board's position. And Claire's like, well, I'm sorry that it had to come down to this. And Emily's like, me too. And Tally's like, uh, we're just concerned that if anyone found out, you wanted her to drop out because of a friendship she has. And Claire's like, that friend is on trial for murder. And Tally says, but in this country, you're innocent until proven guilty, unless the pageant judge is no better than the ones on the Supreme Court. And Claire's like, are you threatening me? And Tally's like, I'm encouraging you. Zing. Uh, perhaps your sponsors could make a donation towards Emily's education. And Claire just like stares at them both and is like, mm, gets in her car and drives away. Yeah. Talia seems very pleased with herself as she watches uh, Claire go. Emily's like, did you seriously just ask her to send me a check? They're not going to do that. And Talia's like, you never know. And she's just kind of smiling. And all of a sudden, Talia, like this, you, this immediately made me think of the time that Mona blackmailed yeah. the principal. To get Emily back on the swim team. It had that same vibe. Like anytime somebody on the show like reveals that they have a penchant for blackmail, it's like you gotta keep an eye on them. Well just yeah, that was a little too easy. A skill of like ruthlessly manipulating people. Um it, it, Emily gets this big 
like deranged smile on her face. So then we cut to Magic Mike's room where Arya walks in. She's talking to Hannah on the phone. Uh, I see a thrice poster on the wall and something that says John Ritter on it. Hannah says, Josh Ritter. Does it say, oh, Josh Ritter. That makes a lot yeah. more sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple posters that say Josh Ritter. Oh, okay. As an established musician, that makes a lot more sense. I was like, why does Mike uh, obsess with the guy from Three's Company? So Hannah's like, did you talk to Mike? Does he have any idea who Varjack is? And Arya says that she can't find Mac or Mike, that he might be at a game. She does the eye narrow thing finally. And she <laughs> looks up and sees a schedule on the dartboard high above yeah, the wave bench. She's looking for a schedule and she spots it way up there because Mike is like, he knows, like, I got to hide shit up high where Arya can't get to it. Her first thought isn't like to pull a Spencer and whip out your phone and like go to like the Rosewood High like website, maybe. Whatever. She tells Hannah that she'll call her back. She goes for her. So she's like standing up on the wave bench trying to reach the schedule. And from somewhere else in the house, we hear Andrew yell, Arya, are you home? Which, and let yourself in, Andrew. Yeah, or he's like, "Yeah, I'm up here," and she's she's up on the weight bench. She's reaching up to try to reach that lacrosse schedule, and she's really having to stretch out because she's so tiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the bench starts to kind of rattle and shake, and we see that the screws are coming loose on it because, uh, as predicted, a fucked with this thing. Yep. And then the bolts that are holding the bench up fall out, and like the whole thing collapses, and Arya falls down on the floor. She screams. She seems to kind of catch her foot underneath the bench press bar as she goes down. Uh, and she hits her head and she's kind of wincing. Andrew rushes up and like sees what's going on. I like the the shot of Arya when she hits her head. It's like this close up like overhead shot. It's a neat yeah. angle. Uh, and yeah, Andrew rushes in. He's like, what happened? Are you okay? And Arya's like, yeah, ow. Yeah, I was just standing on that thing and it broke. Ow. And she kind of sits up a little. She's holding her calf. And Andrew like immediately sees like the kind of like random nuts and bolts that have like you know fallen out on the ground he picks them up like maybe a little curious that he goes for them like immediately immediately yeah and he's like that's weird and Ari's like what and he says the nut and bolt don't match and we see that like the the nut's too big it just slides right on and off the bolt you know like it was never really holding it on and andrew's like if your brother had been on this thing the weights would have crushed his skull Thank you for that information, Andrew. So conveniently provided immediately. And Arya just stares at that wreck bench, like realizes now, oh, this was a trap for Mike. There's a lot of weight in that weight bench, too. Mm-hmm. And we had joked. Well, I don't know about that. We had joked that, like, uh, wouldn't it be great if Arya finally had amnesia? Let's see. 50, 100. Just doing the math here. I'm going to guess that's not more than, like, 160. Arya's <laughs> like, who am I? Why am I dressed like this? <laughs> so after the commercial, we're in the Hastings living room. Veronica's on the couch, like typing furiously on her laptop. She has her. That's a giant laptop, too. Yeah, she has the work papers all around. Uh, I like that it's it's not an a Apple laptop that they have to cover up the logo for. Oh, that's actually. Yeah, yeah I was going to say that's definitely not an Apple laptop. Um, so she has all her work papers around. She, glanced, she keeps glancing back over them. One file is marked A, Allison De Laurentiis, Homicide. The other, we see her label, Hastings and Reedman, a, it's a law firm of an address in Philadelphia. So Veronica's in business with the show's director of photography. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, she, but she's compelled by that Allison file. She wants to read it. So finally she gives and opens it up, starts going through it. I was like, lawyer porn. Um, in Magic Mike's bedroom, like Andrew's like checking out Arya's ankle. And he's like, does this hurt? And she's like, yeah, a little. Probing it. Well, yeah, you know this guy is just loving the chance to play doctor. Well, he's finally like touching He's like, I don't think it's broken. She might have a sprain. What were you doing at the top of that thing anyway? It's like, oh, nosy much? 
Yeah. Uh, and he starts to like wrap her ankle up in a bandage. And Ari says, I was just grabbing something from the board up there. And he's like, see, that's why you need to hang out. That's why we need to hang out more. I'm basically a human stepladder. And he smiles. He totally doesn't see that like tears are welling up in Ari's eyes right now. And she's almost shaking with fear. Well, because she just keeps staring at that collapsed weight bench and realizing, like, this is fucking serious. Well, th- there's an awesome cut here where she, we see this close-up of her as she's, like, about to cry. Mm-hmm. And then Andrew says, you know, for such a petite girl, you bring a lot of chaos. But rather than cut to him saying that, we cut to just this, like, slow push-in on the collapsed weight bench. Yeah. It's very ominous. It's a really excellent cut. Um, and then we cut back to Arya again, and now like the tears are flowing from both eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, Arya, agent of chaos, apparently yeah. brings a lot. Uh, I really like this editing move here. It's the show doesn't do it very often, but occasionally they'll get a little artistic with the editing, and mm-hmm. it's always really effective. Because um, suddenly that weight bench just seems like super scary, uh, and, and Arya is just like falling apart here. And meanwhile, Andrew's oblivious. He's like, "It's not that I mind chasing down angry bikers with a baseball bat." Because, I mean, I don't. I like problems. Math equations, jigsaw puzzles, complicated girls. They don't scare me. Ramble, ramble, ramble. He's clearly A. Uh, and Arya's, like, falling apart. And he's like, but what does scare me is the swelling. We might need to get you to a doctor. Look at this. And he finally looks up and notices that she's bawling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's, like, pulled it together a little now. So, it's like, it's not like the fear in her eyes anymore. And he's like, hey, it's okay. He scoots around next to her and he... Like, holds out his shirt sleeve, and he says, here, go to town. Uh, what a putz. So, so cushy and cheesy. Well, first of all, it's okay to admire someone for being complicated, but don't insinuate that they're fucked up and in need of fixing. <laughs> Fuck you. Well, this guy, it's, you know, because now he's, he's like, oh, you know, go ahead and wipe your tears, uh, and Arya instead you, uses her you, hand. Would you, Yeah, she's like, no, thank you. Would you literally say that uh, Andrew's not a bad guy? He's just too romantic for his own good. He's not romantic, though. Well, it's not like he at saw all. It. He read it somewhere. Well, he thinks this is going to work. Well, it's like, he, oh, you're extremely emotional. This seems like a good opportunity to kiss you, which is yeah. what he does. Yeah. Uh, he leans in. Arya, for sure, leans in a little there, too. Uh, and they kiss. It's a fairly chaste kiss, but it's like... Ario's definitely in like, you know, an extreme emotional state here. And it's like, well, this, this seems like a good time to give you a little TLC. Well, she, um, needs, she needs the comfort, I mm-hmm. think. You know, and, and imagine what it does to her when her fucking boyfriend not only like basically told her to rethink this whole thing to her face. And, and then, then goes like, out of town. Well, goes out of town like copiously. Mm-hmm. Poor Andrew here is now in love with this nightmare dressed up as a daydream. Is he? I don't know. I just well, it he doesn't keeps, seem like he I likes call it Arya. Love, no, but he he seems to be a little obsessed with her though. He's drawn to her. And Maybe. I think it's, I feel like it's more like he just thinks like, hey, Arya'd be a cool girlfriend to have. Like he likes the idea of having her as a girlfriend, but he doesn't seem to like give a shit about like you know, her personality or anything. Well, he has it's no idea just like is. kind of like amusing to him. And he's got her up on a pretty high pedestal because she's a very short girl. Yeah, um, she is Arya Montgomery. Yeah, so Spencer's living room, Veronica te- like keeps tearing through that file frantically. Then she finds something that blows her mind. She picks up her phone, calls Spencer, gets her voicemail. Spencer, call me as soon as you get this. I want you to cancel your flight home. <laughs> because in the PLL world, the U.S. has no extradition treaty with the U.K. Uh, I, I wanted to be like, instead, book a flight to Paris mm-hmm. now. <laughs> what could she have found in her research? 
They told her, did, hey, Spencer, maybe don't come back home. In Alice's file. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the interrogation room uh, at, the, at the prison. This time, Allison's the one waiting. There's a buzz. And we see that Hannah's walking into Greaser. We see that Allison is a little nervous, not sure what she's in store for here. Hannah sits and kind of has to take a moment to like figure out what exactly she wants to say, how to say it. And then she's like, I brought you some magazines, but they took them. And Allison's like, yeah, um, you have to go to the canteen. And Hannah's like, yeah, they told me. I'll, I'll do that. Ali, I've been thinking about what I said to you. Allison's like, Hannah, please don't apologize. When I first got here, you want to do it? I know you love Allison. Uh, if you want, yeah. Hannah, d- don't apologize, please. Uh, when I first got here, I kept thinking, how did this happen? What did I do to deserve this? You know, I honestly thought that I was helping you guys, telling you what to wear, how to act, who to like. And when you stopped listening, I found new people who would. Being here, no one listens to me. I can't even decide what to wear, what to eat, when to shower. I'm told everything. Everything's in order. And I never realized how bad that felt to be on the other side of that. So, I'm sorry. And she's basically crying now. Nice speech. Sasha B. Teresa, definitely crushing it. And she says, do you think we could start over? And Hannah kind of shakes her head. She's like, I don't know. But we could try. But only if you're honest with us about everything. Alia kind of slowly nods, accepting. She's like, okay. And Hannah says, Allison, who is Varjak? And Allie seems to maybe like gasp a little. It's like, yeah, she, she knows something that definitely like made her think of something. We don't know what, uh, cause, cause we're about to get the A tag. I think she was very sincere with that. Okay. And mm-hmm. then Hannah immediately tests that in a way that's important. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So A tag, we, uh, see, uh, like an open Bible on a verse. This is Deuteronomy 32 in case anyone cares. It's a song of Moses where this is like Moses at his most like, like Old Testament shit talking, like fire and brimstone. Well, this is, yeah, because the Bible was one big medieval burn book and like mm-hmm. Hocus Pocus fable collection. This is like proto A messages in one bound leather tome. Yeah, vengeance is mine and retribution, and due time their foot will slip, for the day of their calamity is near, and the impending things are hastening upon them. Uh, so does this mean Pastor Ted is A? Because he showed up early season three, right? Uh huh. Hmm. Pastor Ted's like, my plan, it's simple, is to mediocre their lives <laughs> <laughs> to, to ruin. Uh, yeah, we see A sliding a $20 bill into that page and closing it. Then we see that A is stacking that Bible on top of other Bibles. And there's a stack of 20s. And A is basically taking each Bible at a time and slipping an Andrew Jackson into that page. And on mm-hmm. the cover, we see stamped, property of the Chester County Women's Correction. Oh, shit. A works for the Gideons. Well, so, I mean, this could be a couple things. This could be A smuggling in a bunch of money to, like, one person to pay them off. Yeah. It could be some sort of thing where A is getting money to a bunch of different people mm-hmm. to do something. I don't know. I wonder I wonder what this latest plan is and how it's going to go down. Like, my immediate thought was A is going to pay off a bunch of people to, like, beat the shit out of Allie. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but that, that was what it made me think of. I'm all about uh, A starting a riot to like uh, cover for a prison break. Mm-hmm. Or a but prison if, if A did have a single person on the inside, this probably would be a good way to get the money. You know, I want I wanted to eventually break down to to Allison having to do that Rorschach thing where she takes down a bunch of the uh, convicts sent to kill her, and she's just like, "You idiots! I'm not stuck in here with you. You're stuck in here with me." <laughs> 
then she like murders them. Yeah. So that was the episode. Um, I like this episode. This episode was fun because I feel like we have like some new kind of headline A suspects after this. I mean, Talia and Andrew, both super sketchy. Well, I shouldn't say super sketchy, both mildly sketchy in a way where if you've watched a show, you know, hmm, maybe I should keep an eye on that. Well, and, you know, it, it could be the this, this simple thing where it's like you got every three episodes, you have like a new red herring, mm-hmm. but we are winding down to the end of the season. Well, and also it wasn't, this isn't the liars are suspicious of them. This right. is, they're doing things within this episode that cause us, the audience, to uh, cast a second glance at them. Yeah. Andrew especially it seemed like there's there's something with with this guy. I mean, maybe he's just like a like an a junkie or something. But that would be fascinating. He's way too eager and and he's just too present. If he I, was, that would be just, very interesting if he were a. If he was like some kind of like a fan club, mm-hmm. that would be a, a fascinating like wrinkle to add. Oh yeah. To uh, and then there's fucking Pastor Ted. I'm implicating just because of the Bibles, but mm-hmm. that would be something. He's like, hey, everybody, I got you guys giant cookies. With roofies. Uh, yeah. All right. So uh, the next week's episode is to plea or not to plea, <laughs> which is uh, Janelle Lennon directed by Arthur Anderson. So can't wait for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. You got a lot of follow up here. Uh, thanks to all the people who left comments on our website page. If you'd like to do that yourself, you can go to broswatchpl2.com. Uh, we had a fair amount in this last episode. Uh, one note that I liked from Sarah, she said, I really want uh, Spencer to become a defense attorney who only represents people she thinks are guilty. And that's like, uh, she wants to get them off as her lifelong form of rebelling, mm-hmm. which sounds like a Spencer thing. Yeah. Sounds like a good show. Mm-hmm. Um, as to other comments, uh, thank you also to Jessica Rainbow and Dana Baloney, maybe I'm probably spelling that long, but Balone, uh, they both left comments. Uh, thanks. Glad to see you found the website page and you like it. Uh, lots of Twitter comments. Uh, try to get at least some of them. Um, Karen Sam too. Uh, yeah, Carwood22, TV Guru Gal, Writing Writer, E, E, Raylin, and Professor Connell, or Prof Connell. Thanks to all of you guys. Well, thanks to Karen, who said hey on the podcast mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, listened to the beginning. Uh, thanks to Elena, who, like, looks forward to our new episodes, much she does new episodes of PLL. That, that means, that's like one of the best comments you can pay us. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, Monica, who was very nice about, I believe, Out Damn Spot. Uh, on iTunes, uh, got a review from sausage queen thank you very much you <laughs> must be a magic Mike fan uh what a also wonderful handle from from see it becomes letters so i, I don't want to butcher it but tinsba and latofono thank you so yes, crazy uh, to say that. what was the second one latofono uh it's l-t-o-f-o-n-o i didn't even see that one but oh, it's elsewhere elsewhere Okay. What does that even mean? No, uh, they left the the nice review on somebody else's podcast, but they mentioned us. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to say thank you for mentioning us. Okay. Yeah, yeah. like some secret place you collect reviews I don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> like elsewhere. K. 
Kate, oh, I have yeah. my own NAT club yeah. for reviews. Uh, I should mention, writing writer pointed out that the the translation of uh, that Italian nonsense Johnny said in the last episode is "He who loves trusts," which and she says, "What a turd," which I agree with. Yeah, Cause fuck that guy. Yeah. Um. Oh, it's a E. E. Raylan linked us to. Uh, there's like some supercut of the liar saying it's complicated. Oh, uh, beautiful. Which should definitely be watched. Also, I wanted to mention um, we 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 talked about this in the last few episodes, but I I for, totally slipped my mind. Uh, one of our listeners, Catherine, made a bingo card for the podcast, which I I'm going to post that on the most recent uh, episodes website page post because it's fun. Yeah. Um, so thank you again to Catherine for that, and definitely want to put it in a place where if other people are interested, they could see it too. Mm. Um, yeah, that is about it. Like I said, we're at Bros Watch PL2. We always appreciate getting ratings or reviews in iTunes. So you can do that if you'd like. Or just saying hey to us in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're always on the Twitter. And we will be back next week, four episodes ago. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, and uh, really hyping up this finale. Big A reveal. I'm Marlon King's working the Twitter. Big A reveal. So we'll be back. Until then, have a good one. Later. Bye-bye.